When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com, promo code CORNERBOOTH for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeats Official, official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside the sidekick, Samir Singh, and the rookie, J.D. Davis. We have a special guest crossover. The boys from Garage Beers decided to get out of the garage and stop by, (laughs) crack a few with us, talk some fake high school football, roster cuts. (laughs) The beginning of the college football season, as I'm wearing my Hurricanes hat in studio right now, because God, I cannot wait for Saturday and everything in between. Also, plus that we get you guys are getting me, JD and Samir's NFC preview today. It's going to be a fun time. It's probably be another two hour episode. So we'll get right into it. First off, joining us is Michael Keith from Garage Beers. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Man, listen, I'm good. Uh, this is a. Uh... It's an off night, right? Tuesday. I'm not used to doing this on Tuesdays. This is great. Yeah. Uh, a little a little throwback surprise. But no, I appreciate you guys having us on. I know my buddy Chad from Garage Beers is uh, is trying to jump on as well. So uh, hopefully we'll see him in a bit. But man, we just we appreciate it. We're looking forward to I'm looking forward to just hanging out with you guys, talking about sports awesome, and, man. and fake high school football, which is oh my right God. here in my home state of Ohio. That's you what's know what's so crazy. Here. I saw it on the TV guide yesterday. We'll get right into it. So um. IMG Academy, which everyone knows is like the, basically they are the, they are the Alabama of high school football. They are a conveyor belt of just D1 and D, D1 talent. And what's crazy to me is that they faked ESP, the, the team they played. What was the name of this team, by the way? Oh. Bishop Sycamore. Yeah. Bishop fake Sycamore. Team. Okay. So can we just pre- appreciate the you fact that this thing BS. just sounds fucking fake? Their initials are literally BS. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's pointed that out yet, but I just oh, no, I, that. I didn't morning. see that on Twitter yet. I'm sure it's out there. I was listening I, to McAfee this morning while I was um, 
you know, putting in a frick, oh, sealing up a floor line. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is legitimate. Like, they're a fake high school. Apparently, the coach has a warrant out for his arrest. Their starting quarterback has three different max preps profiles in three different states. 20 year olds on the team. Yeah, you got 21 year olds. I think the D line was like 33. Like, this is the most hilarious thing. I don't know what this is more embarrassing for. Like the fact that they got their ass kicked fifty-eight nothing, or the fact that ESPN legitimately put two of their games on on TV. ESPN, ESPN, it's much sure. more embarrassing. Oh, absolutely. For ESPN. Yeah, I mean, come on, how do you let that happen? Okay, it's like so I just you can't I, just check. <laughs> I'm bewildered right now. I don't understand how, in all good graces, they could like just think, oh yeah, this is a great idea. This 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 high school didn't somebody do fucking research before this happened? Like. Nope. Okay, so maybe like maybe at the, here at the corner booth where it's more professional. If there's a topic that I don't either have time to look at or have nothing about, I send one of these two after it, or even Kevin. Or if I got a buddy who knows something about the topic, I'll text him asking him information about it. Holy shit! It's called Google search. Like the like well, there was at one point number fifty four was injured. There was no fifty four in the roster sheet. Well, first of all, that happens. That happens a lot in high school football. Oh, that I know. happens sure. a lot, but. Uh, but it was it, it is actually like a an online charter school like it's it's not it's been around a, the, i don't know say what you will about its credentials but like the school actually did exist uh the fact that there was a football team out of nowhere that i think they played last year and lost six games uh yeah i mean it, it just uh, it, it is so ridiculous and so hilarious that espn between ESPN and IMG Academy, right? Like that IMG yeah. Academy like plays big time. Like they're recruiting kids to come down there, big time athletes. How you get hooked into this if you're either one of those is absurd. I so mean, it's not just IMG Academy. So the weird thing is, is if you check out their schedule, a little bit to defend ESPN, which I hate doing, and somebody, it's still pretty inexcusable. Like, come on, ESPN, you're ESPN. Like, right. but if you know anything about high school football, their high school football schedule is legit. It's brutal. Like they play St. Ed's, which I know Cleveland over here. Like mm-hmm. you know exactly. Like St. Ed's is literally like don't they play um the cream of the crop in the state of Ohio in the last yeah. year. Don't they play St. Thomas Aquinas too? The the, the Florida right. powerhouse. Yeah, they uh, play that as well. Where the Taylor so. brothers play. Right, they have like three top ten in the nation yeah. teams on their schedule. So like ESPN probably looks at that and like, oh, well, like IMG wouldn't get Duke. I and, love and it. This team wouldn't get Duke. And it's like some nobody... fat dude that's thirty four years old that hasn't done shit in like right. forever, and he's like, I guess I'll be the D tackle for this. Just right. getting his ass kicked by high school kids. Like, I guess none of them fact checked because they all just trusted each other. IMG's like, well, St. Thomas one of and St. Ed's is like, well, they got IMG and ESPN's like, they got the big three. I was waiting for Crazy. I was waiting for Spice. I was waiting for Spice Adams to come trotting onto the field on this one. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Like in the Rex bets and everything. I'm just it it's it's incredible to me because I don't know who's I think everybody loses in this except for the players of IMG Academy. Because they got a nice tune-up game and they got to say we kicked the shit out of a bunch of 25 and 30 year olds. But even well, then, like, it's like they were all risking injury. Like, that's what oh, the announcers are saying. Like, at some point, it's just like, all right, guys, we need to, like... Well, they we probably put their backups in probably about, what, the third quarter? They were up, like, I think, 45 nothing at the end of the third. Yeah, they got 
stopped the week before too. Like they they've been getting stopped by these really good high school teams. Listen, there's a lot there's there's a lot that's going to play out with this. There's a lot that's going to play out with People this. They, you're talking about you're talking about not just not just with them. Obviously, there's going to be repercussions right. for them. But I'm talking about for the schools that did schedule, right? If I'm a parent of one of these kids Lawsuits. and all of a sudden I find this out, I'm like, what do you what do you guys do? like you're going to have some infuriated parents that oh yeah. You're, you're trotting my kid out there, and this guy's got like three arrest warrants, and yeah, we've, especially none of these, nowadays, none of these players are vetted. These are like adults that you just trotted yeah. my kids out there against. People are gonna like, be pissed. It's a lawsuit to put pads on a coach in the state of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want everyone to sit like Mike. Like when we used to do scrimmages, and like one of my coaches, my senior year of high school. Wait, where's Kevin with the banner? I know. Um, he was a ex like D one running back. He literally was our scout back because there was yeah. nobody fast enough to simulate the running back from this high school, but he couldn't put pads on. It was a lawsuit. So what cracks me up on this whole thing is that Mike's on point. If any Karen or Ken level mom and dad sees their pride, their bell cow son, son, like trying to like go up against a 32 year old with three arrest warrants. Like, Holy shit. Like that's like, like IMG Academy or whoever, Thomas Iguanas or what is it? Ed's or St. Ed's up in Cleveland or wherever it is like the lawsuits are going to pour in. Well, and, and, and the only thing that I would say is I, I'm not, I wouldn't blame the parents one bit. I wouldn't call them Karen's or Ken. If my kid went out there and got hurt against a 24 year old guy, like a torn ACL, I'd be, I'd be fuming. Right. Nobody vetted this. Nobody looked into this. So like, also like these big time schools, like to your point about the parents, like they're paying Good, yeah. good money. See, I went to public school, so if my school scheduled it, they would be like, "Ah, you get what you pay for." You know, <laughs> we're not going to vet that. You know, you're just paying taxes. But IMG Academy probably costs more to go to than any of the colleges right. we went to. Like, right? It it's crazy. Some of these schools, it's like you you act like you're big time. Where these big time programs, I watched St. Ed's came to Toledo a couple weeks ago and played Central, and that's like a mini college. Like they they legit traveled like it, like. They have these big buses and grown ass hey. men playing football and this whole like college level, like program in high school. And you're telling me like nobody looked at the guys and just, they even their uniforms looked like team number three of the week, a Friday night lights. Movie. What is it? You know, FC- like, they like F- looked fake. What is it? FCS, like FCS Southwest from the old NCAA right. days. That's what FCS it like. in a direction. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it, it is bewildering to me. I, 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 I'm just dumb. Like I just, everything around the story is hysterical, but before we get any farther, because you know, we are hosting the boys from garage beers, Mike, what are you drinking tonight? So What's I pulled a, I pulled a, uh, a beer just out of the fridge. I just, uh, when you host the garage beers, you've got a fridge full of beers. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have two fridge beers at my job house description. or I have two beer fridges at my house. One in the garage, one in the basement. There you uh, go. genius. So, yeah, yeah, One yeah. On every level, I like that. Well, when you buy a new fridge, you don't get rid of the old fridge. No. That becomes no, the you garage. Just create garage the new fridge. beer fridge. Yeah. Of Correct. Uh, so uh, I've got this from Elysian Brewing Company, which Ooh. I think is Seattle, right? Yeah, it's Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, uh, and it's called Altered Contact Tart IPA. Ooh, that's a good one. It's not very bad. good. I'm not much of a tart beer guy, but it's pretty decent. I'm I mean, a cool can too. I'd rank Elysian. it like a, a five. Nice. A five out of ten. It's pretty Elysian good. Elysian always does good cans, and they're also like I love a lot of their beers. Mm-hmm. My favorite for them is still um, um, not Space Dust. Space Dust is good, but they do mm-hmm. another one. It's like something called um, 
has those tire shooting lasers out of its eyes. Yeah, I know what you're talking That's about. Cool. It's it's their summer beer. About. It's incredible, but it doesn't go down like it's eight four. It goes down like it's six one, and you just drink seven yeah. of them, and you're like, oh my yeah. god, I'm gonna die. This uh, one's not, if you like tart beers or if you're into like sour beers or whatever. Not totally my thing, but it is yeah, an IPA, yeah. so it kind of pulls it out of that a little bit. It's nice. okay. I, like I can drink this. It's fine. I'm not a sweet beer drinker, so that doesn't sound up my alley. I mean, Mr. Fancy Boy over there is drinking Michelob Ultra. I am. <laughs> yeah, no, I went from red wine to Mick Ultra. So, hey, listen, my... Michelob Ultra is a fancy beer. I have one in my cooler right now. Um, myself, hey, I'm somebody drinking... left them here over the weekend. That's hey, listen, nothing wrong with free, a 90, 96 calorie beer. Beer. Uh, I am drinking Second Fiddle by Fiddlehead Brewery. Um, it is a very incredible double IPA. One thing I like about it, Mike, and you'll appreciate this, you know how a lot of doubles have like a really danky taste to it and they have yep. that really nasty aftertaste? This favorite. is a very clean finish, <laughs> like a very single IPA finish, and it's really good for how um, strong it is. So, so Chad Chad would appreciate that because Chad doesn't like IPAs. And again, he's trying to get in. His kids, he said, are going crazy right now. But it's all good. Uh, uh, he's not a big IPA guy. He doesn't like that. I love that heavy, dank finish on a good ipa that's my favorite so yeah but, if i do ipa it's mild i'm not the biggest ipa guy either it's yeah, like it's, the, i'm usually not like the hops for hops sake guy but i don't mind an ipa and stay away from cornflakes or cornflakes stay away from cornflakes i rarely buy them for home but like if i'm at a brewery i'll i'll try what they got but it's a okay. it, it, it it comes with time again i i, I yeah. you said you you grad you just graduated recently yeah right it comes with time I would right. never have drank an IPA when uh, I was when I was in my early twenties. No chance. First That's... IPA, first year I got into IPAs, I think it was like 23, 24. JD, yeah. so you got time. But I, I've recently, like, my brother, my dad's big thing is like bourbon. I've really gotten oh, yeah. into that. I, I oh like yeah, good, good sipping on bourbon, which is something I never in a million years would have thought I would have been into two years ago. So Heck yeah. my and taste it... changed. So I, I could see it. There you go. And that's fun. If you're in, listen, if you're in Ohio. If you're in Ohio, you are a quick be. drive yep. to get down to. I've done the bourbon trail in Kentucky a couple times. Yeah, my my it, dad did it. It is. And, awesome. Oh, yeah. New Rev is my favorite from there. Oh, New Rev. Yeah. Oh, that's actually Riff. just that's in uh, that's in Cincinnati or just yeah. outside of Cincinnati. Right. Yeah. My mother, my mother and father brought me back bourbon from there when they went mm -hmm. and did their trip down there. Their bourbon is unreal. Now I can now apparently my my buddy's liquor store, I can order it. So like now I can always get. Oh, New yeah. Riff. I'm hype the... as hell. The um, Southern Ohio effect. You can get great bourbon in well, liquor stores God, that you can't yeah. get up here. And there's a Even store. Columbus, there's a store here. just across. So New Rift shares a parking lot with this store. It's yep. called the Party Source. I think mm -hmm. I know what you're talking about. It's yeah. just across the river into Kentucky. Mm -hmm. It's like the biggest liquor store I've ever seen in my whole life. Yep. Oh, amazing. no. I've seen somebody on TikTok posted a walkthrough of it. It was incredible. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. I'm in heaven. New Rift shares a parking lot with that place. Right. So next, when I'm ever in Cincinnati, I will go down there and I, like. You just got a like, reason to go to Cincinnati. Well, I mean, my father travels out there for work all the time. Maybe I'll just hitchhike with him to go out there once. There you go. That's why my mom got a free trip to go see Dave Girl's birth birth town. So I was like, okay, we'll go there Sunday. <laughs> come come Saturday, we'll go to a Buckeye game. I'll show you a real college atmosphere, Jared, oh, and then we'll, kiss my we'll travel ass. Down to Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh my! God. I just I, love. I Oh, there's Samir. It's okay. His internet oh, just, poor Samir. He'll, he'll do it's, his, it's his Megatron effect. We just let it, we just start going. <laughs> I was really, Samir, I'm sure it was great. But it, was about, hear, it was something about him being an organ fan for about two weeks. <laughs> I want to hear, I might have. No, I was going to say, I was going to say that I love milk so much. Doesn't everyone else love milk? 
Samir, I cannot, wait, or chocolate it, I cannot or... wait till you officially turn 21 and you can just co- completely cut loose. Because last week you literally said um, Auburn fans can lick your nuts. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, you would never – like, Samir has gone through these – Mike, Samir has gone through these phases <laughs> of level of filtering. When he was an intern, he was very mild-mannered. His jokes were kind of cheesy. Now he's really brash, and he's on. bordering on, like, what me and Kevin had get to. JD is still a rookie, so he's trying to find his footing. Listen, I'm not real interested in like mild Samir. I want. I oh want no, 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 no! Just, just wait. It gets better. I Samir have to life. say, I needed to test the waters. That I we mean, it was Samir a feeling out process. I, I, you know, I yeah. start. I think it was the first day I joined. You're like, come on the show. So from the first day, I was doing. It was the live stream, I think. So I was like, all right, how, how are we gonna how are we gonna do? And then I was like, all right, I know, I know where I can. So I've I got, can reside. I got two things that got brought up recently. First of all. I am a 36-year-old man, and I will drink me some milk with dinner. I love milk. I drink milk all the time. Let's go. Uh, number two, we brought up Ohio State. You brought up a real football. Uh, you brought up a real football uh, environment, whatever. I have a hot take on that. Ohio State is very much a pro sports environment. Yes. It's very much a pro sports environment. I've been to several Ohio State games outside of like, and I'll let the Buckeye, I'll let the Buckeye, like, you know, dominate are me you, on this are point. Are you a fan? Buckeye. I am a fair-weather Ohio State fan, and I fully admit it. I'm from Cleveland, okay. right? So okay. when you're from Cleveland, Browns, we don't have college. We don't have colleges up here. Brownstown. We're a Brownstown. We're, we're a yep. pro sports town in Cleveland. I'm a, I'm a Browns guy, too. So I get right. It. We're a pro sports thing. So it's like you watch the Buckeyes. I grew up watching, man, like Eddie George and Orlando Pace. And we got Andy Katzenmoyer on the podcast this week to kick That's off awesome. Buckeyes. Yeah. That's very cool. Uh uh, so I'm a fair weather fan. I did. I got my graduate degree from Texas A&M. So I'm, I'm a full blown Aggie when it comes to my fandom. Uh, oh, I don't hate that. And I, I will say still being part of a cult. Hey, listen, man, I hate the SEC thing. I hate the SEC thing. I, I we hate the SEC on this podcast too. Good. Don't worry. I, I hate the, I grew up again. I grew up, I grew up an Ohio state fan ish. You just don't like for me, I'm not devastated when they lose, but like when you're, for me, when you're like a big 10, I don't, I've never one time rooted for Michigan to win a game ever, ever. Right. I hope they lose every game they ever play. Right. I hope they lose every game. Like I don't root for my rivals. This sec thing that they got going on down there where they root it's for a their team other atmosphere. The dumbest thing. I've Arkansas ever heard. gets to chant sec as they lose by 40. Uh, yeah. What is like, it? It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. My favorite thing about all of it is like it will, Mike. So basically, on this podcast, we represent the Alliance, ACC. Oh yeah. J- JD is uh Big Ten, and Samir is the Pac-12. So basically, did you we, wait? Why is Samir the Pac-12? Because he was an Oregon fan. He never had oh, a right. team. Okay. So like just, I thought you just gave it to him. <laughs> two weeks ago, he just picked a team. He never had a team. So. And we actually a kid from Iowa who's an intern yeah. here just won a, a Manscaped set because of it. So it was great. It was a great live, <laughs> tel- great live radio. <laughs> yeah, we were just trying I to guess it, team. Person. It was hysterical. I guessed it the same time the kid did. Of course, I'm not going to take it because I'm a fucking host of the show. So I'm like, Kev, just send it to this kid who just guessed it in the comments. The kid just, uh, I said, like, like, oh, it's a, it's a green team. I'm like, oh, fucking Oregon. And he goes, you know, I knew it was, I knew it wasn't Miami. The second, the second, like, he wasn't giggling when he saw me. He was, I knew it wasn't Miami. I, I, I the thing is too, when you guessed it, uh, Kevin was like, yeah, we'll think we'll or like uh, save it till the end or whatever. And then like right away, like I started smiling. I was like, I can't hold this, and he got it. <laughs> I was like, I just, yeah, nailed it. You know, when you're a kid. And you have favorite teams that aren't like your home teams. Yeah, right? basically my entire fandom. 
yeah, it's like, but it's like they're not the teams you're really, they're not really a team you're really a fan of, but like you dig the jerseys or whatever, so you're just into them, right? Yeah. So I grew up, uh, uh, when I was young, it was when Oregon was just getting cool, right? No, the Dennis Dixon days. They were, days? They were oh, way sold. earlier. Oh, way wait, are you talking like Joey oh. Harrington? Earlier than Joey Harrington, like way wow. early. It was when they were first starting to get the jerseys, first starting to get the Nike stuff. Man, I had like three Oregon jerseys. I don't give a shit about Oregon. I don't care. About They're them. so but cool, I, though. They're so and, cool. And the Cavs. Fire. The Cavs. The well, definition of jersey collecting. The Cavs drafted uh, Luke Jackson, and he's from Oregon. And I was like, <laughs> oh, here we go, Oregon. Let's go. And that was, I was in high school when that happened. But, like, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Like, it's just Oregon. So Mike, I gotta, I gotta touch, I gotta touch on it. I can't just, just let it slide. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What do you, do you go to big games? Have you been to big games? Like, yeah, in the I've been to, uh, I've been like, to one Michigan. I've been. Okay, to, uh, what year was that? Oh shit! Just I know, curious. I uh, Older, like a while ago. No, it was. I mean, it's in this era of dominance. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know. They, within like the last ten years. And I think I've been to maybe one Ohio State game in the last 10 years. I don't remember. I don't remember okay. All right. who they played. Um, I will say, to your point, Ohio State did what a lot of big colleges have done, and I've kind of heard this complaint from many, many schools. Um, they started – the tailgate scene was – so I've been going to, to Ohio State tailgates literally every Saturday since I was like – two months old because yeah. my parents aren't saying, and that's just what we did on Saturdays. Like, <laughs> I'm probably the most saying Ohio state fan you'll ever meet. Those are good parents. Um, yeah. So Ohio state football sounds like your Cleveland Browns to you. And, and don't get me wrong. Cleveland is that's number two, but Ohio state football is just everything. Yeah, that's good. So the tailgate used to be much better than it is now because they started like using those lots close to the stadium used to be the RV lot. Yeah. And it was like sweet that way. They put all those way out by Jesse O yeah. the stadium, which I, you probably know, which is like a half, like a 25 minute walk. Yeah. And all those are now just like parking for like rich people. And that sucks. So that, that did affect tailgating. Um, I will say, you know, uh, for big games, I, I just think at night game, big games, Michigan games, I haven't been to a ton, I guess. So it's, it's hard to compare it against others, but I, I mean, I, the Ohio state, Michigan, 2016, um overtime game i i literally like couldn't hear for like the next three days like it, it was the loudest like it like i you could yell to the guy next to you you couldn't hear anything so i think the stadium for big games i think they show out i do i will be the first to admit i think penn state has the best home field advantage in football uh with like lsu probably second but i i do think the shoe is a probably a top five the sh- <clears throat> not a top 10 stadium the shoe oh for sure top 10 and, and you haven't been in like you've only wanted one in 10 years so they have added they kind of closed this shoe a little bit it still yeah. has the horseshoe design and that it's louder now because I, of that I, like, I, it doesn't I, I, again i don't i don't mean to like you know push no, any I, buttons. I, to be honest like it has lessened and also the college effect of like campus is <laughs> like where kids live and stuff there's a party on every lawn. Like it, it's, it's, yeah. it's incredible. That, it, that it's, part of it is incredible. To me, the shoe is one of the coolest places to see the game. Just the stadium itself is very right. cool. It's, it's historic, all that. Again, it's just, there are too many times like college football. I, I feel like, and again, I went to A&M, man, Kyle Field. There is not a lot of crazier places to watch a game. No, that's a great, There's not that a lot of crazier awesome. places. Home awesome. of the 12th man, right? Like right. it's, you never sit. Nobody ever sits down ever the whole game. 
That's a football cult. That's like uh, a top five football it is. cult up there. So I was like, there, so. you know, Ohio State's always, it's always just felt a little pro to me. And, and maybe I haven't been to the right game. So I'll give you that. I will say this as an outside fan who generally despises Ohio State because of 2002. I will generally look at it from this perspective. What happened that, in 2002? You want to? Uh, fuck off. My <laughs> explain. Oh, the pass Jared, explain the for the listeners. Oh, you mean how the refs were paid off for pass interference? Oh, um, real pass interference. Oh, you know, because you know, that they wasn't didn't a have call defensive holds at the time. Yeah, so they threw a call that wasn't existed. Yeah, I know. It's, it's well, bullshit. At um, the time, defensive holding was called pass interference. Yeah. Correct. It didn't matter. Um, we still won that game. Um, <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, we did. It was too late. <laughs> after seven, after 10 seconds, you can't throw a flag. It looks paid. Um, mm. Anyway, before I was about to give out Ohio State a comp, you prick. Um, <laughs> this is, oh, my God. So I do want to go see a game with the shoe. That is on my sports bucket list. For sure. It's it's so funny you talk about pro environments, Mike. My games are actually in a pro stadium, like ten miles from the fucking campus. It's awful. But here's the craziest thing: when Miami's good, doesn't matter. That stadium's still fucking packed. It's insane. The problem. It's like a the strange problem, environment. How do kids get there all the time? It's like, not even just you... kids. It's the it's, it's the one. Kids, that's the problem. Here's the thing. Right? It's, exactly. It's like I would. Okay, so in Miami, other so, side of town. Let me explain. It's awful. This. Let me explain this. In Miami. The Hurricanes are the top show in town and will always will be. The Heat are the only thing that's ever come close. Yeah. The Dolphins are the sideshow freaks. Uh, they, 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 they were good for a while. Back in the 80s, the, in the in 70s, the Dolphins were great. But then the Michael Irvin, Alonzo Highsmith, yeah. Jimmy Johnson Hurricanes came. Then the Dwayne The Rock Johnson Warren Sapp team. And then you have the 2000s with the Ed Reed, the Jimmy Grahams, all those guys. Miami's always kind of had that draw because it's the most it's, – it's guys from Miami – who generally play for Miami. Yeah. So that's why in like you have fans, neighborhoods showing up to these games because games at the Rock are not expensive. Unless you want to sit literally within spitting distance of a bench, it's like a pretty cheap ticket. So that's why like, Miami games are so strange where it's like it's half college kids, half townies, and it's great. It's, it it's honestly be- great. I like, bet it's I bet it's great, and I've not been to one. But I just uh, even, as I've been to Miami so many times. I hate that about. I hate that it's. Like I, I I do miles too. Miles away, like well, they want can't... they want to build a new Orange Bowl near campus. That That's is what the they should plan. do. Speaking but, as a recent college kid, no one wants to get drunk and then get on a twenty five no. half an hour bus ride. Oh, I know. I mean, back. listen, I had to do that a couple That's of times in college. Man. I had to do that a couple of times in college to go to like actual big D one games. So I went to the D two school. Um. You just sneak your booze in your uh, in your thermos. That's what I did. It's mm. just, it's just, and Miami's such a beautiful campus. I know it's, it's a gorgeous. beautiful place, and and they the other stuff is on campus. Like the baseball stadium is gorgeous, and it's right on campus. Yeah, it's right. Like even the basketball arena is right there too. It's, yes, and the then it's like, house. hey, let's but, take this well, football team was, and chuck that, them up into the forty minutes the away. OB, the OB was like what, like six blocks, like 20, 30 blocks closer to campus. Right. It, it was a lot closer. So I think eventually, like, I think also the fact that Miami's getting better recruits again and they're nationally relevant again for the first time since, like, Larry Coker was coaching, it, it's helping because, you know, they built an indoor practice facility finally for the first time, you know, ever. Um, you know, in Florida Heat, who would have thunk it? Um, but I do think, like, that's the one thing missing. But I will say this I have never experienced the most incredible, like, there's three games I can remember in college football where the stadium was so loud, I felt it through my TV. 
the overtime Michigan Ohio State game that JD was referring to is 2017 or 18, the triple overtime one. Uh 16. 16. Yeah. That one was insane. Um, 2017, Miami, Notre Dame, that game, the rock was bouncing like a screw, like the freaking camera was shaking when Trajan Bandy picked off. Um, I can't remember who, what scrub Notre Dame had a quarterback that year. Notre Dame was like ranked like fourth in the nation. They were talking so much shit the entire game and we stomped them on Probably national like television. Tommy Reese or something. Yeah, it was Tommy Reese. Cause I think they brought in a uh, uh, freshman Ian book or something afterwards yeah. or something like that. And he actually started throwing touchdowns, but um, it was crazy to me. Like I'd never seen a sc- a camera shake. I'm like, this is incredible. The other one I think was Death Valley, LSU, Alabama. Death when, Valley is, yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I think Justin Jefferson scored like a huge touchdown, and the crowd like erupted. I just saw the camera shake. I was like, what in the Jesus hell is this? I think so, you. I think I think you like Death Valley at night. Night games. I was supposed Valley, to go to LSU like too, which kills me. Uh. Adding. The other one, the other one that everybody forgets about, but like my my college football bucket list has to include Virginia Tech. That is one of the craziest yeah, stadium environments. It is with us. It's, it is it's odd. It's weird for me. It's a it's, like, it's a weird looking stadium, but the environment's awesome. Yeah. That place is insane. It's a shame that their team's not good anymore. Correct. Yeah. Now let me ask you guys this: as someone who hasn't watched a lot of college football, do you guys think that? Uh, uh, like a fan atmosphere in any pro sport compares to college football or college football no. dwarfs it. No, no, it's, it's, college, it's really, even, even, I even watching it. Okay. Unless so you... I will say that the top of the top college, nothing compares to now, like uh-huh. mid level, you know what sure. I mean? Like mid level college. Yeah. Like a pack game for like, if the Browns are 10 and one and the Ravens are in town, that place is going to be Electric. a madhouse or Philly, but it'll never Dallas touch. It'll never touch top 10 Penn state with a top 10 road team, like in the building, yeah. it just won't like Samir. Yeah, the, the with college football, like, so in, you're an Oregon fan, the, the border war between Oregon state, Oregon state could be like, Oh, in 10, the civil war. It's not a border war with Washington. Either one of those games. It doesn't matter what the records are. Those games are ridiculous. I grew up loving Oregon because of Dennis Dixon, Mariota, well, Michael James. I grew up loving those guys. I love their uniforms. Like Mike said, I really never had a college team since I got to college. I'm like, wait, my team doesn't have a team. I might as well pick something finally. So I picked Miami because I watched the U documentary while I was bored on a Saturday while I was like cleaning my dorm. I'm like, oh my God, I kind of like really fuck with this. Let's go. But um, like Samir, you'll experience this when you watch Oregon, Oregon State and Oregon, Washington. Those games are ridiculous. The atmosphere, even through the television is insane. Um, Here's what I would say. I think. I think on a on a game by game, season by season, like regular season thing, I think these guys are right. I think I agree with you guys. Regular season game, fo- who gives a football. shit? Who ju- who gives a shit about anything? Regular season game, yeah, you get these crazy rivalries that aren't even like yeah, uh, college football is crazy. I think it takes playoff pro sports to rival it. I think playoff hockey rivals it in a lot oh, of places. It does. Playoff pro football too. I think playoff baseball in a lot of places. People don't give that credit, but playoff baseball. When when the Indians, I'm here in Cleveland. When the Indians have been good for as long as they've been, I went to games 2016. I was I was at games in the ALCS where every pitch when it was a strike, the place erupted. That's like the World Series, but it takes like baseball isn't like that. You can't just go to a tribe game and have it like that. It's got to be like a big game playoff. Right. I the one. The greatest fan reaction I've ever like 
been at in person. I went, uh, I think it was 20, yeah, 2017, the AL wildcard game. It was the Yankees and the Twins. And the Yankees go down three nothing in the top of the first, and everyone's just fucking pissed off. You're like, "Fuck, yeah. Sevy, you're not, you're not our star, like you're not our number one. This guy's a bomb, yada yada." Then in that inning, we get two guys on a DD hits a three run shot, and the place just goes nuts. Like I've yeah. never, like I'm literally just thinking about it again. I've just got chills. Like, oh, right? I, 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 any I, of those big the 2016. Like, we were talking about the 2016 game. I literally got chills. Like it was football. I will say is different in the fact that like college football, it is loud and you look around and it's just the spectacle of it if you're talking about like just loud I, whoever said like playoff hockey so i've i weirdly enough my senior year of high school i don't know if you guys have deca it's like a business club thing you can do uh-huh, yeah 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 we had that i went to deca nationals me and my partner which was in nashville we got like really cheap tickets because we bought them like super in advance they were like 50 bucks a piece to go to a predator's playoff hockey yeah. game and yeah. that was one of the coolest atmospheres i've ever nuts. been in my life nuts like nuts. you're on top of the i i we were like three rows from the top like as nosebleed as you could get and you still feel on top of it it's but, only twenty thousand people compared to like hundred and ten thousand people like with some of these college football but the fact that it's indoors like it shakes like it, it's it's crazy but hockey is hockey are the most jaded fans that there are because hockey fans, I am a humongous hockey fan. And we realize that when you grow up in America, there's a bunch of people that talk shit about hockey. Like it's not a real sport and they're, they're idiots. And not they're a lot wrong. of casual hockey fans, but not even that, but there's people that hate yeah. hockey. There's uh, people that are like, I don't like, but you wouldn't like go hockey. to like a game. Oh, I would. Are you kidding like me? A playoff game. Oh, I would. Like, are you kidding me? If you, if well, you, you would go, but I'm saying like, to pay oh no, I money. listen, I grew up loving the penguins. Cause it was a way me and my uncle could bond. Cause he, have he you been? Up, I was supposed to go to Rangers Penguins and then COVID happened. I'm talking um, about like a playoff game. Like, I, no, I want a lot to, of people be like, yeah, I've only been, I've been to an NFL playoff game. You want to talk insane? I was at Eagles Giants fresh off the Giants first Super Bowl win, like in 07, like uh, of That's new century sick. in 07. Yeah, Eagles probably. Giants, the place was half Eagles, half Giants fans. You want to talk about crazy reactions? Yeah. Asante Samuel, first quarter, picks off Eli Manning on the four, runs it back 99 yards for a touchdown, or like maybe 87 yards for a touchdown. The place erupts of all Eagles fans. And then you see the Giants fans booing and screaming. I saw 15 fights break out in my one section. <laughs> and yeah, as a 13-year-old as a kid, uh, I'm just like, like also, that was old MetLife Stadium, by the way. That was the first year of MetLife Stadium. I was like, this is crazy. Like, playoff football is insane live. It's insane on TV. I've never been. But, Samir, to go, back, to go back to your, your yeah. original thing, Samir, like, dude the combination of having kids on campus at these stadiums. Yeah, that's yeah, for sure. And so you just have a natural fan base. That's just there. And they're going to go to the games. I shit. I went to a Mac school. I went to Bowling green. Right. And we didn't like sell out all the time, but man, when, and shit, when I was there, it was urban Meyer. So I was going to say they were good. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. We had college game day come like right. it was, it, it's fun, but you've got the that's combination sick. of those. Yeah. You have, I still have my helmet. I have like, they're the, now you know how they give out the helmets. They're now statistically oh, wow. the last ranked uh, team this year. Oh, they're, they're awful. They're awful. I also have my hard hat. I yeah. Have hard hat. Uh, but the combination of kids on campus, cheap tickets, and and a lot of colleges, right? They have ticket programs, right? So it's like, Dude, uh, I, I, yeah. I went to Texas I A&M. I, I didn't pay a, a I went to A&M. I didn't pay a dollar for a ticket ever. It was just part of our thing. We get like a sports right. thing. It's fine. 
Uh, for like a hundred bucks for the season. Yeah. My yeah. I, ticket in 2016, I, I could have sold for like $500. Yeah. And I, refused. I literally like, I, refused. I, 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 uh, literally opted out of uh the bu sports thing because we have no sports i'll go to like two hockey games hockey, right? <laughs> and then we big. don't we don't have a football team it blows that we don't have a football team it's honestly the worst thing and our basketball team's trash the one time our basketball team was good we made it to the tournament when COVID happened and they canceled it <laughs> yeah we suck that's all right that's fine but that's like <laughs> that's the see here's the thing i it's just wish same, i had like, football same kind of like with some of the problems with like the Miami, we were talking about the stadium and like stuff like BC and BU. Like, there's too much to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's nothing yeah. else to do in Iowa City. There is nothing <laughs> else to do in uh, Death, Lawrence, or in Death Valley. Or, yeah. Like, if you look at the best environments, it's because that's there's it. nothing around it. That's it. Happy <laughs> Valley. Happy Valley is in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. There is Penn, the Penn closest nowhere. city to Happy Valley, I think, is Lancaster, right? It's awful. And you get some crazy Midwesterners at these games. Trust I know me, my cousin. My cousin graduated Penn State like ten years ago. Like it's, and she was like all about Penn State. She still roots for them. Like it's like a they're like a cult too. It's crazy. Miami sports in general, because like you were talking about the Dolphins and, and the Heat get going when they're good, but. Like well, Miami in general is not a trendy. great sports, not a great professional sports town. We we used to I, laugh yeah, about that. That was the nice. one thing. That was the one thing we as Cleveland fans would hang on to when LeBron left. Was the Heat fans sucked? Right. The, Cleveland right? great you, sports. Like you you tune in. You tune into a game, and the Heat were like this super team, and it'd be the start of the second quarter, and people were still just kind of showing up. Like, right. eh. well, it was always the it was always the like. Remember the story when they were losing to the Spurs? People left at halftime, and then they tried to get back. Mm-hmm. I always remember that. I was like, yeah, oh, they these left guys early. Suck. Yeah, that's just it. Just is what it is. It's it's Cleveland, uh, Buffalo. The same reasons they're shit on as cities are the same reason they're they're great at like. Oh my god, I, they're great fans. <laughs> I have a friend. I have a friend actually who just started becoming a Bills fan not like two years ago. So he didn't follow football at all. Until I started playing fantasy, or he started playing fantasy with us, and now he's into football, and now he's a Bills fan, and he's walking around all cocky. And I'm like, "Fuck you! You don't you know how do good that. you no, have. No, 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 no. Like you, especially like they, like you don't know how bad they've been for so long. For twenty. If someone told me they're rooting for the Browns this year, I'd be like, "Get out! No, you don't understand. No, 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 no. I've never no, no, had no, a good no. team. I hate, no. I hate never, fair weather fans. Never never seen the Browns shit. in the playoffs. This is no. why I love OG Browns fans. You guys are my favorite. I like you guys annoy the fuck out of me on Twitter and face and everywhere else. But the OG fans, the ones who've been there for all the suffering, I fucking love you guys because you guys bring the intensity us Eagles fans bring. But your team was trash. For the past 20 years, and yet you still bring it. And that's incredible. That's why, like, I want Cleveland to be good. I want Baker to be good. I what want the Browns. Dude, right okay. So my mother, my mother, my mother, right? So she's she's an Eagles fan basically because of me. So is my dad, so is my sister. They're all Eagles fans because of me. I was the first real big sports fan in my family. My dad roots for the Vikings, dude. It's split between them. But Crazy thing is, my mother is watching the Browns-Chiefs game with my dad. She texts me. She goes, I am rooting so hard for Cleveland because I want them to win so bad because I feel so bad for these fans. I'm like, (laughs) Mom, that's every non-Chiefs fan right now. Everyone wants – like, the thing that broke my heart was – that Sorensen hit made me so angry because I was just like – Don't. Why did you even say it? Come on, man. 
We were having fun. We were having fun. Brown's Twitter still erupts over it. Yeah. Still erupts. If Listen, you post, I, I, if you I guys go on are my Twitter, dark, right? you guys are my dark horse Super Bowl for the AFC. I don't you think guys it's look, dark horse. I mean, I no, well, I mean, horse. listen, you're third behind Buffalo and Kansas City. We're definitely I think that's pretty like spot on though to like the odds. And stuff. Well, no, I'm I, saying like uh, if like I'm gonna say like if honestly you said shot in the dark, who's the team you don't think because everyone's gonna take Kansas City as they These should. Are schedules, their schedule is honestly not that bad. It's not about a fucking first place team. They've been the best but, team in the AFC for. Two, three yeah. years now. It's, it's I know it's not. It's I'm not. I'm not. Here's the thing: is like my only other dark horse team is like Los Angeles Chargers. But like besides that, oh, the yeah. AFC is going to be a fucking joke. I I'm, think Baltimore is going to be a joke now. Like I think J.K. Dobbins takes away their explosiveness. We talked about this last week, but it does suck. I feel bad. I told I told these guys uh, like that last or last year. I'm 23. My brother's 26. This is the first Browns playoff game I've mm-hmm. ever watched with my brother. Like we've never watched a playoff game together yeah. of, of like age enough to like notice. I think know what's going made on. The playoffs like once or twice in my life. Two. Yeah. So I would. I would have been. Once been, in your life. I would have been four. So like, <laughs> like crazy. That's so crazy. And, and 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 it's funny because his um, um, some some of his like his I think his like in laws or something. They're they're Bengals fans. They're not like super into it, but like they care enough. And they were like. Oh, can we come in town that weekend? And my brother's like, nope, no, absolutely not. Like, Dude, it's, I, no, I'm not socializing during the game. I'm not entertaining. I'm not. I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's what I'm. It's what I'm most excited about. And if you're not from Cleveland, you know, you, you don't know. But I grew up. I grew up going to games. Away. I grew up and going to games in the old stadium. I grew up going to games in Cleveland Municipal Stadium. I, I, I before they I, were sold. I watched Bernie Kosar play for the sold, Browns uh, before they left. I'm old enough to see your boy from the U, Bernie Kozar, play for the Browns. I I'm old enough highlight to see tape of Bernie. That dude had a fucking cannon. I'm old enough to have seen Eric Metcalf and Webster Slaughter and Clay Matthews and like the real deal uh, play for the Browns. I saw those guys play. Uh, what may has made me sad over these two decades is guys kind of your age that there's a you've gone a long time without seeing little kids wearing brown stuff, right? you go to schools and you see kids wearing like Patriot stuff because you almost have to be fair weather of another team because our team has been so bad that these kids have never seen a good team. So I like the cool giants because of it. Yeah. Browns are my number one, but I like the giants because of it. Yeah. My so dad wouldn't turn the TV on. He would just go mow on Sunday. So we want to get that's, upset. That's what people from other <laughs> cities don't. That's what people from other cities don't understand though. I, I will admit I never, cause like that's deflating. That feels like a deflating. I got a Brown jersey every year though. I will say I got a Dennis but North think, cut, Peyton Hillis, Colt McCoy. I have but if a, you, uh, I, oh, what's the I will really say I, I cannot have? relate because Phil Dawson. I, mean, I have a Phil Dawson. The only thing I relate is my favorite basketball cool. teams only made the playoffs once, twice in my entire life. Three, no, three times in my entire lifetime. So it's like, well, besides like as an Eagles fan, I've been kind of blessed. Who's your favorite basketball team? Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh yeah, they suck. Yeah, they do suck. They, they haven't been uh, able to have suck my whole life, and yeah, except for I mean, when they didn't. <laughs> I will say as an Eagles life. fan, I've been no, very like blessed at least for playoff appearances, but we there's always some bullshit that's the reason we lose. Like it's Nick that's Foles true, being true. a terrible quarterback, or yeah. then Nick Foles rallying us to a victory, or, <laughs> yeah. or Carson like like getting a concussion because Javion Clowney is as a headhunter. It doesn't like go Browns. I I, I oh <laughs> god, that defensive line this year is fucking crazy. But uh, we gotta yeah, honestly Mike, I want to get your opinion just on like the NFL cuts because the camp. stories we had today were crazy. Yeah, crazy. insane. 
Crazy. My Eagles cut Travis Fulgham, who was like a folk hero in Philadelphia. You got Cam Newton getting cut, and there's rumors it's because of his COVID issues. Yeah. Then you've got um, Carl Joseph, John Brown. You got all these big name guys getting cut. Uh, who is it? Everson Griffin, Vikings legend, gets cut eight days after signing. Um, Todd Gurley apparently is meeting with teams now because like so many running backs are cut. Minnesota's made a trade for Chris Herndon. Uh, Malcolm Butler's retiring apparently. Like, oh my lord, it's been a crazy day in football. Like, I, I have just what, boys. We'll go around. Was, it, was it cut day? It was yeah, cut day. Was. Four, 4 p.m. Okay. today. It was cut day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. We'll go around the we'll go around the table. We'll that start with sense. our guest of honor here, Mike. What was your biggest surprise today? Obviously, it was Cam Newton. Uh, <laughs> that that is the big surprise. Nobody else that you just listed. It's it it moves the needle. Oh, like I Carl, know. I Carl Joseph. All right, John Brown. Okay, fine. Uh, but I think people also have to remember the the this is initial fifty three man roster day. But a lot of these guys that got cut from teams are probably going to wind right back up on those teams. Uh, not practice squad, but you've got IR things that are coming up that are uh, a lot of these teams got down to 53, but in reality, they probably have 50 uh, active guys on the roster and they're going to IR some guys. So you'll see, you know, with the Browns, uh, you know, we made some cuts today, uh, but I think you'll see some of these guys come right back. Porter Gustin, uh, I think you'll probably see him come right back. Uh, but yeah, no, it's Cam. Uh, listen, uh, who knows what Mac uh, uh, Mac Jones is going to be, but obviously Bill Belichick is comfortable enough with Mac Jones, and and you know it is a surprise, but like Cam sucked last year, like, really bad. Yeah, everybody's talking about like oh, but they've got yeah, he sucked last year, and, and even in the game against the Giants, he looked horrible. Like in this last preseason game, nobody he just thought he bad. was the answer there. He's and they didn't, but like he's also not the guy like, and he never was, and it's okay. It's you don't not everybody. Not everybody has to be this guy that's going to mentor younger guys. Like Aaron Rodgers hates that shit. He doesn't want to mentor anybody. That's because Brett Favre didn't want to mentor Aaron Rodgers. He didn't want any part of that. We always talk about these guys like they got to be a certain way. Cam Newton's not that guy. He doesn't want to be a backup. He doesn't want to mentor a young guy. He wants to come in and play. And whether he can or not, not is more likely. But like... uh you know, I think it all comes into play. I think I think Mac Jones is probably good enough to unseat Cam Newton, first of all. I think the COVID thing is probably true. Like you don't want to go get this taken care of on a Bill Belichick team who said you need to go the get this taken care of. Is everything to him. So I it definitely tracks for me. Didn't he go to state too or something? Like he violated protocols. No, he so like, like he basically to went to he basically went and got tested at a non-official NFL site. So basically it was like it was a violation of protocols and if there's anything Bill Belichick hates more, it's like yeah, lack of, like redundancies, inefficiency. Like the dude is all about keeping it clean. A guy was five minutes late for a meeting after scoring four touchdowns. I think it was a like Jonas Gray or whatever his name was. Yeah, scored four touchdowns the week before. Gets cut the next day for being late to a meeting. Bill Belichick does not give a fuck about how good you are. If you are not going to be in his efficient system, he can replace you in a week. Cam Newton, yeah. honestly, to me. I okay, so I'm not going to toot my own horn here. My bold prediction months ago was that Mac Jones was going to start week one. Nobody believed me. I'm going to jump on this. I'm going to jump on this bandwagon. I did it. My, 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 uh, our guest on Thursday for our live stream, uh, rapper Johnny Maserati, he's a good friend of mine. He actually did our intro here. He texted me, he goes, You know, you called it. I called you a crazy motherfucker. And he <laughs> said, And I said, No, I listen. I, I knew it. Cam Newton is shot. 
He looked good against the Eagles because JD could have played quarterback against those backups and thrown three touchdowns. It was like basically Sirianni put in our third stringer and said, "Hey guys, fuck preseason. Just go, just go look convincing." Um, shows how much you care about preseason. Our third string quarterback played ninety percent of the snaps. Joe Flacco's third string on the Eagles depth chart right now. Right. So it's like to me, Cam Newton just looked okay against the third string defenders. Mac Jones. Looks scary. I was like, I, I saw him. I was like, I also, I, I'm okay at evaluating quarterbacks. I've been watching film for four or five years now. My best position to evaluate are DNs, wide receivers, corners, linebackers, left, like offensive linemen, anything other than quarterbacks. Cause quarterbacks are a clusterfuck. You know, it's all about coaching positions, just about weapons, offensive line. It's just, yeah. it's 35 other fucking factors. But with Cam Newton, it's not hard to figure out. Dude shot. That dude gave his body for the Panthers for yeah, and 10, I don't 10 get, years. I don't get the hate that people have with Cam Newton. I don't like Cam, Cam Newton. Newton Cam no, Newton was one dude. of the like most fu- he was one of the most fun QBs to watch. People oh, don't definitely. like flashy. I love flashy, man. Give I me flashy. Love Cam Newton Let's for go. His entire if it's career. not my rival and it's flashy. I like it. He's I'm like all for it. I, will I never say, got the hate. I, I like the the, the post Super Bowl thing when he didn't die for the the football the football. I was like, dude, that's your one shot at Super Bowl. But all right, whatever. And listen, Cam Cam was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Cam played a certain way that that makes him body wise uh, certainly like a hybrid running back quarterback. And, and that's not what he was. But when you take the hits that Cam Newton took, man. When you're as big as he is, he could survive the hits, but it wears you down more than it does just a pocket passer kind of quarterback. Cam Newton was elite, electric. Uh, everybody's going to talk about him like he sucked. He didn't suck. He was incredible. He was an MVP for a reason. Uh, I'm going to say one other one that did surprise me, though, and it's weird because he's I, I don't think he's like the best player uh, that got cut, but like the fact that the Lions cut Rashad Perryman. Yeah. Yeah. Name me the other Lions wide receivers, right? Like I mean, uh, they uh, must love Brown. Him. Yeah, they must love him. Tyrell, they have Williams. Tyrell Williams, Quez Watkins. No, Quez okay. Watkins plays for Philadelphia. Oh, sorry, uh, Quintez Cephas. Quintez Cephas. Yeah, yeah Quintez Cephas. Right. I always mix those two up. We are talking about Quintez Cephas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my Ross St. Brown. My buddy keeps offering me either Quintez Cephas or Quez Watkins for like a fourth or fifth round pick in our like dynasty league. And Take I'm like, Quez. This is... <laughs> I, I just, might. I don't know. I don't have he's a roster. Fourth fastest dude in football. Like uh, we, top, we just did third, roster like, cuts, and I'm like, who am I going to cut for him? Yeah, but you I, could be fast. But what? I, I, I was going to. He also Darius like, Hayward he, Bay was the fastest guy in football. Too, I know. Like. I mean, I will say though, Watkins is just John Ross. He doesn't play. The problem is like the Eagles didn't play their guys, but in one on one practices because I've been falling this like a, a nutcase. I, it's hard to follow a team when your coach only plays the guys in the joint practices, but doesn't play them in games. It's annoying. But my biggest surprise, my heart says Travis Fulgham because that man gave me hope last year. Like dude comes off the bench, a practice squad guy has been cut six times, is the top ranked fantasy wide receiver for four straight weeks, and then gets cut. He's probably going to make the practice squad anyway because unless in, in Carson Wentz, Taps Frank right in the shoulder, guys. Hey, this guy was great for me last year. Let's go pick him up. Uh, the biggest cut for me, honestly, it was Brashad Perriman. Mike kind of jacked it for me. They Sorry. just signed the dude. I, I like. I thought this was like you know you want to get some speed for Jared Goff, and then you cut the motherfucker. Like he was productive the last two years. Like why don't you keep him? His contract wasn't that bad. Yeah, it made no sense. You have no depth at at wide receiver. 
And he's a veteran. This. You you also don't have any decent like Tyrell Williams is nothing. Also, Jerome like, Allison got cut too. I was really surprised about that one too. Uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah. I don't know. Again, Pyramids. Pyramids one of those guys. The last couple of years though, that like under the radar made big plays. When he was with the Browns, man, he made big play. He's a Robbie Anderson. He's a faster Robbie Anderson. I'm it, like, it okay. was, that was weird to me. I think Perriman will get scooped so more quick though. I like, heard that oh, Perriman got cut because he was allergic to kneecaps. So oh, he couldn't Jesus eat kneecaps. So uh, that makes sense. Why he didn't want to bite down. Right. Test game in the physical. He just didn't have that kneecap or kneecap eating dog in him. You know, he, no. they're for, not appetizing. Double shot right, of right, right, right. right, right. That's going to win them three games, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Good for All the right. Lions. Last, uh, Samir, what do you got for me before we let Mr. Keith go on his merry way? I, um, I'm going to go ahead and say, this is from Washington, Peyton Barber. I think Cun Peyton Barber surprises me. Uh, not in that, oh, Peyton Barber, he's so good. It surprises me, or at least gets me excited for Antonio Gibson. He's going to go nuclear this year. And I think it's, you know, now Payne Barber got most of the uh, goal line touches last year. Uh, I think now they believe that he can be a goal line, not only a goal line back, not only possibly a full three down back this year, but also the goal line back. They're going to, like, the reports out of camp are saying that they're going to use him like McCaffrey. And with that roster move, it generally shows like they're going to. And that's going to be pretty crazy because i think he's gonna tear it up this year and i'm personally scared as a giants fan but that's exciting i love antonio gibson i really do oh, i did too i picked i scooped him late last year i think who did they cut right they cut peterson right before they gibson. cut ap yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and i was in, i'm in the middle of my draft i'm like this gibson guy's gonna get all the snaps fuck it i'll draft him like in the 16th round right yeah so i was like shit why not <laughs> And he ended up actually winning me, like getting me to the fantasy finals because he had like that five touchdown, uh, three touchdown game or whatever against Dallas. Got me a playoff berth. Um, Mike, man, we appreciate you coming on. Hopefully, one of us can get on your show soon. We could get yeah. you on again for another one. And hopefully, next time your cohorts can come on as well, make it a full house in here. We yeah, I know. Being, I know they be, wanted to, but uh, be, listen, being a dad is listen. My my boss's dad, half my friends are dads. I'm the lucky one who hasn't had to experience that yet. Yeah. Uh, no offense. I, I mean, honest. I'd rather be a dad than be what I am right now. Um, but man, listen. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. Check them out right now. Garage beers episode. Who you can say Andy Katz was on your latest episode. Andy Ka- well, Andy Katz Moyer, former linebacker for the Buckeyes. Nice. The I... first, the first ever Buckus Award winner for the Buckeyes. Uh, Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots. Okay. Uh, Buckeye Hall of Famer, one of the greatest players in Ohio State Buckeye history. Andy Kessler. I will say, as a guy who listens to like six podcasts a day because of my job, if you want to talk good interviews where the guys actually give you legitimate conversation, don't give you the same bullshit answers, Garage Beers is definitely your stop. Check them out right now. Garage Beers on Twitter. Uh, Instagram as well, I believe, right? Yeah, The Garage Beers. Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Uh, yeah, subscribe to them on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, the whole nine yards, wherever we are, they are too. Mike, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Uh, when we're back, we'll get going. Check you out during Brown season, you'll be my Browns. There you go. go. Oh, yeah, Mike, thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Uh, when we come back, we will be talking preview. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for. Michael Keith for coming by of Garage Beer. Check him out on iTunes, Twitter, Instagram, fucking Spotify, everywhere. They are they are honestly one of my favorite interview podcasts. Listen to I listen to actually their uh 
their episode from last week today. I can't wait to listen to the new episode featuring the first Buckus War winner in Ohio State history. Um, so we are doing our NFC preview, boys, and I am so high. First of all, we got to talk quick college football this week because JD, yeah. our teams are both on the national spotlight this week. Your your yeah. guys play right after our show on Thursday, so yeah. JD might have to make like a Navy SEAL level exit. I will. I know. I, I mean, at least be give don't like be a, afraid to. At least give me like a five minute warning before you dip. It'll probably just be like the fight song blaring. I'll probably bong a beer and then out. We'll bong a beer with you in solidarity. <laughs> um, right. Also, uh, boys, Minnesota. By voice, by the way, it's anti-Alabama week here in the corner booth, so um, there will be no corner. There will be no. There will be no Alabama fans welcome on the show, at least for this week. Sorry, uh, Kev, the live sorry, stream, Cruz. no Kevin, no Cruz, happening. no Vinny. Guys, we love you dearly. You got Kevin, you're like a brother to me, Cruz. You're one of my good friends. Vinny, you're one hell of a podcaster. Always a great guest. Um, y'all not welcome this week. It's not because of I don't like you personally. It's because of this Miami hate week. I've been seeing this and it's and it's it's vicious. They're Bro, angry. listen. It, here's the best part. Y'all have 17 national titles. You yeah, if you're so above six everyone. in the last 10 years, or like in the last 15 years. Go f- fuck off. All right. We're relevant nationally, like consistently for the first time. Like, we're just happy to be here. Fuck. My thing with the, it, it, I think it's if if um you if you think or as a lot of Alabama fans they they say they know that they're gonna win, then act like you know you're gonna win, you know? Right. Be like a Patriots fan. If they're so far below you, then like what's with the uh be like a Yankees like fan back in the Jeter A Rod days. Just accept, just know you're gonna win. Just don't even deal with it. Just like we're gonna win. Like or or a Patriots fan in the the Brady Moss days. Just know they're going to catch the dub. It's okay. Guys, I'm going to say this right now. If Miami, by some miracle, pulls off this upset, because I think they're like 18 or 19 point dogs at this point, I will stone cold Steve Austin two beers on my porch. Let's recorded go. Recorded live. We'll That's post massive. it on the corner booth. TikTok on the corner booth. Twitter, Facebook, need Instagram, it. I need it. everywhere. Because... I will be the most insane man on the planet if we pull this off. Now, my buddy, our, our good friend of the show, Johnny Maserati, rapper. Check him out. Spotify, iTunes, by the way. A uh, new single just dropped. Um, I told him, I'm like, this is happening. He goes, how do you feel about the game? I'm like, something feels different. He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't think, like, it's like, I don't know if we're going to win, but this game doesn't feel like we're going to get fucking killed. Like, I was legitimately worried before Clemson. I was like, I do not feel good about this at all. Yeah, they had Trevor Lawrence. We've yeah. never seen this freaking Who Bryce the fuck? Like, listen, I get this Bryce Young kid is like. Don't, don't next- you dare call them inexperienced, by the way. Oh, my God. I've gone Twitter on mistake. you. Oh, listen, you, no, you, thought, you got mistake. yelled at Jeez. off camera. I got yelled at worse than you. So trust me. You? Yeah. I said it. I'm best friends with a fucking kid. Like, Jesus. It's. I, whatever whatever you get hit with, whatever you get hit with, I get hit with ten times worse. So <laughs> it, it just 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 picture that. Like I'm going on vacation with this kid in a week. Um, him and like three other my buddies are coming on vacation with me, and it's gonna be hysterical. But the best thing about this is is that God forbid. Of course, we are all my on Miami on this podcast. Am I correct? Uh, this game specifically, yes. And overall, this season, I don't dislike that. I, like, I don't take hate it. Miami. I don't like. I don't hate Ohio State. 
I hate 90% of your fans. I hate, I hate Oregon week two. JD, I hate that's fine. Your fans. I that's don't mind fine. Ohio State as a team. I love some. I hate like 10% of our JD, I hate like nine. I hate the temper. Don't hate the 10% that you are part of the, the rational Ohio State fans. JD, here's why I, I like I call you. myself rational, but and you're, here's you're why I like Ohio delusional. State. No, you're one of those teams that'll just pull up to Penn State and go in there and whip their Take little butts a every day on their lawn. Yeah, and that's what I love about. Yeah, you. I yeah. do too. Because I and I don't. <laughs> once again, not a huge college football guy. I've hated Penn State literally for like five. I hate years. Penn State because they're like a cult in Northeast. I don't they like them because like, they diddled kids. Yeah, that right. too. Your like, reasons that's too. The, Your reasons too. <laughs> Jesus like fucking. That's Christ. my second Penn State joke All right. on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Any, I, I'm also excited for Georgia. For that's Georgia, that's amazing. Georgia, Clemson as well. I'm excited for. Uh, that's who is biggest, Oregon? That, that is the biggest game of the weekend. Like I know you're excited. For Oregon's playing Fresno State. Not a big in game in the grand scheme of like the country. Georgia, Clemson is the okay. You know what's really fucked up one. is I. I'm looking I know forward we're gonna to pick. Both. We're gonna pick games on Thursday as our first ever six pack. Our first ever oh, six go. pack this let's year, go. baby. Six Samir, pack, you ready for your first six, six pack? pack? Time. Oh, damn right, I'm ready for my first six JD's pack. Ready for his I've first been doing crunches pack. all summer. Um, so I'm for our six pack, right our now. celebrity, we're gonna do a celebrity picker every week. Whether they text their te- their picks in or they're on camera, this year we're adding a layer to it: the celebrity pick bracket. And the if the celebrity picks end up winning the pick contest, we will randomly donate to one of our followers a jersey T-shirt of their choice. Or a t-shirt. Oh, wow. So that is the that is the thing. We're gonna have an official bracket. I won the last two years in a row. In the last two years in a row, I've been gifted my prize. Last year, Kevin pulled the Donald Trump and basically made me say, Hey, I gotta recount the post. I'm just kidding. It's not a Trump joke. I'm laughing <laughs> because I won by like 12 wins, but apparently there need to be a recount. The recount never happened, and I still won, but I will not take a shirt because it's okay. Um, I can go buy a shirt, it's fine. Um I take that shirt. Oh no! This year we're taking the shirts. So the teams, of course, are I'm myself, JD, Kevin, not Kevin. Um, myself, JD, Samir, and Pat are the four teams plus a celebrity picker. Uh, that could include Kevin, our initial guest picker, Mr. Johnny Maserati. Uh, it could be Mr. Keith, Mr. Berline from, uh, Craft Sports, Big Boss Mike Brown, our good friend Savannah Dean from Sav Dean on Sports. Anybody? Be anyone? Anyone? anyone. So Ryan even Reynolds. big bets. I think I'm. I think fucking Davy Jones. We're bringing him from his locker. He's coming. I think we might even have my boy Steve Peralt do a guest picker one of these days too. So oh, yeah, I, I could reach out to Justin Fields. I mean, we were classmates once. We never. Had hey, listen. Together. If you can get Justin Fields on the show, JD, I will literally pay you a hundred. Hey, we both went to Ohio State at the same time. Can you come on my podcast? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's that that so cool, cool huh? Anyways. I am successful for week classic. one. Also, by the way, uh, can we just talk about how big of a stinker week zero was? Yeah, yeah it was nothing. It was, I watched the last game. They I watched, back in the big. I watched twenty minutes of 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 um <laughs> Nebraska Illinois. That was it. Yeah, that was just Scott horrible. Frost is going to be an Alabama analyst next year. I'm calling it. Scott Frost <laughs> will be a coach at a above. Uh, he'll be the head coach of Virginia Tech by the end of the year. You think that high? Justin Fuentes is going to be fired by week 12. I'm calling it right now. I don't think Virginia Tech, like, Nebraska's not top of the top, and he's failing there. I think Nebraska, yeah, Virginia Tech. But Virginia Tech, you can actually recruit. Nobody wants to go to fucking Nebraska. There's nothing out there. That's true. All I right. don't. I don't want to. Yeah, Samir, do you want to go there? 
Uh, for vacation, actually, I was considering it. Maybe a little Omaha <laughs> nice. action. Yeah. All right. Uh, mini golf. Boys and girls, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it is officially time for the NFC preview. Let's go. All righty. Oh, baby. NFC is harder, by the way. I, I thought the AFC was. I thought the um, AFC was easier. No, NFC is way harder. Yeah, for sure. way there's there's one great team, and then there's like three good teams, and there are a bunch of what the fuck. So. Speaking of what the fuck, we're going to start with the NFC West because this division has had me stumped for weeks. I looked at everyone's schedules. I looked at player cuts. I did everything. It came down to team chemistry for me. I swear to God. So I guess I'll start first. My last place team at 7-10. and 10. Uh-oh. The Seattle Seahawks. Oh, oh, oh. I'll give you two reasons, Robert. This is the game. You get one sentence, two reasons. One, you've got everyone in their fucking defense wanting a new contract. Two, they did not fix the offensive line. Their running backs are injury prone. Next. Um, Are we doing uh, Seahawks? JD, you're Seahawks, yeah. Um, I have them at 10 and 7, which might be a little high for probably a lot of people. Uh, and Russell Wilson, I trust. That's pretty much it. Pretty much it. DJ yep, Metcalf is a dog. Yeah, we. I literally have the same. Man. I have. I have ten and seven as well. Um, I do think. I mean, you can. Chris Hart Carson might be injury prone. He also might not be because I think last year it was just a foot sprain that lingered, and he never got it fully fixed the entire year. You know, he looks Jamal good. Adams. He looks good. Yeah, Jamal Adams looks good. And also, I think they have decent running back depth. I um, I like Rashad Penny, and I like Alex Collins, who they DJ kept DJ the Dallas and Travis Homer. Yeah, yeah, DJ, yeah, DJ Dallas is solid, too. So I think they could put something together and maybe create a run game. But I think when you have Russell Wilson, he can be a good team. You think Russell Wilson's going to lose 10 games, Jared? I don't think Russell Wilson's going to lose 10 games. I think that team and their lack of chemistry is a ticking time bomb. We've been saying it for years but something feels off this year. Which like, side explodes, offense or defense? Like defense. bad in a bad way. Defense, defense. is going to be who's really gonna fucking bad. Cover anybody? Who's going to cover? But I do think if there's any wide receiver tandem that can make up for the defense, it's Lockett. In, oh, they're going to need a shooter every fucking week. They just can't stop anybody. The yeah. defense got worse, not better. And if Quantra Diggs doesn't play because he's holding on his contract because he's now demanding a new contract, uh, that's like the only defensive like secondary they have because Jamal Adams is basically a linebacker. All right. A safety is someone you add to a good team to make them great. You don't add a safety to a crappy defense and be like, okay, that fixes the problem because it just yeah. doesn't. Um, Arizona Cardinals. I can, take the, I can take the lead. Oh, or JD, JD, go I'll take it. the lead just because um, they're my last place team. I don't believe in the Cardinals a yeah. ton. Um, I have them at 7 and 10, sim- similar to your sounds like us. Seahawks, uh, Cardinals, but I don't know where you have the Cardinals, but uh, kind of switched there. But uh, yeah, seven and ten. Kyler kind of tailed off there towards the end. I don't trust uh, Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think he's a great NFL coach. I thought that was a stretch of a hire when it happened. I think he's been kind of treading water. I think the wheels kind of fall off this year. I don't know if we see Kingsbury long for the Cardinals. I will say this. Originally, the Cardinals were my, my first place team. 
Oh, since wow. like February. They were my first place team. They They're a talent. weird team to judge because they could go. They are my last wild card fringe team. They are like that team that's going to be duking after the last wild card spot. I've been going 10 and 7. I'm flipping with the Seahawks. I think they are going to literally be in shoot like like Seattle. They're going to be in shootouts every week, but their defense has enough personnel pass rush. I'm not really worried about the Malcolm Butler retirement. I thought he was going to be just a nickel, like a, a backside corner anyway. Byron Murphy's a great corner, and if honestly, if they really need to go get another one, there was like three or four good corners I got cut today. They'll find guys. It's not really a big issue. For some reason, this year cornerback is a position that people have a surplus of. I don't know. Um, Carl, like there's great defensive guys available. They will get guys. I will say too, Arizona for me at least is like that's one of those teams that's like maybe one of the least like on my radar teams. It's just so far away. They're not in any division of any of my team. They're always just kind of. I don't know a ton about them if I'm going to be honest. And I don't sure. think JJ Watt. We do have to make remember, boys. We do have to keep this like. Sorry. Couple sentences. We'll react afterward. Samir, Cardinals record go. Yeah, I mean, I guess JD's been looking at my notes. We're twinning or something. Or maybe have. we're getting married. I traveled but, uh, all the way. I have them also at seven and ten. I, I, you know, I do like the offense. Um, but is Chase Edmonds a lead back? We've yet to find out. The defense is still bad, and I think Kingsbury is not a good coach. I, I think his play calling is he tries to be too flashy, and it never works, and it doesn't work. And I don't think it'll ever work in the NFL. Fair enough. I hate to be all a right. hater. San Francisco 49ers. I'll take lead on this one. I have them going 11 and 6. I think they are going to win a lot of games. I think they're going to lose some dumb games too. Like they may lose. I think they're going to win a lot of games with Trey Lance because Lance is going to come in and just be pure energy. I have a weird feeling they're going to start off with a bad record because Jimmy G is going to come in and just underperform. Mm-hmm. Like I could see them starting, like I could see them losing like a, a, a what the fuck game to Philadelphia week two, and then Lance getting snaps in practice in week three. I I see this happening because I just I get it. Trey Lance doesn't have his changeup yet when he's throwing when he's throwing balls downfield. Everything's a rocket, but I mean, listen, happened to John Owen. I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying, be just from college to pro especially with a guy who only played one game in the last two years. He's picked up the offense really well. Also, Raheem Mostert's back, arguably the best big play back in the league or one of them. Uh, George Kittle's healthy. Love the receiving core with Samuel, Ayuk, and um, who's their other one? Uh, they're one more good wide receiver. Oh, Sanders. Manuel Sanders. Sanders. No, San- not Sanders. Uh, either way, they have another good wide receiver as well. Oh, no, he's on the Bills. He's on the Bills. Yeah, he's, he's on the Bills. He's a Bills. All right. So yeah, I like the Niners. Trey Sermon. I like the Trey Sermon Sermon also as a thunder and lightning kind of combo with uh, Mozart. I love it. Um, They're arguably, I think they're they're my first wild card team. Interesting. I have them at eight and nine, and here's why: I think they're a good team. Um, I think they have a great defense, but my rationale is. I think they make the quarterback switch because Jimmy Garoppolo is bad and the offense can't move the ball. Uh, and I think when they make that quarterback switch, then Trey Lance is there, and he was rough around the edges. I'll say that in preseason. He was the lowest PFF-graded quarterback. He didn't look particularly polished. He he looks electric, but he's not polished. So I think the couple dud games with Garoppolo plus uh, Trey Lance, you know, 
getting acquainted, that's what makes him 8-9. Samir, I, I'm not making this up. I should have went first, so you felt like you were copying me. I have the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> at 8-9. and nine. Yes, I wow. traveled all happening? the way to Connecticut just to sneak in Samir's room, not to meet Samir in person or anything or go get lunch or hang out. No, just to sneak no, in his room no, and get his notes. Um, eight and nine is what I am at. I kind of have them as the, I guess, shocker, not as good as we thought, you know, team. I, I'm with you. I think Jimmy G starts, and I think he's super underwhelming. He um, he seems to have regressed. I think he kind of lost his confidence. And I also don't think Trey Lance is the year one answer. I think he's going to make a lot of big plays, but I just don't think he is going to win a lot of football games. But I do think we're going to see some Twitter highlights of him that are sweet. Um, Nick Bosa coming off the ACL. No, oh, yeah. a solid running game. Um, you know, hopefully Kittle can stay healthy. I, I just, I just see them. Lo- and this division's tough. I mean, this might be the most competitive division we have here in the NFC. Uh, I think they'll lose to the Rams twice, and I think they'll either split both or lose twice to the Seahawks, even. So. Yeah, I have them at eight and nine, kind of underwhelming season. Um, a little bit of a transition year uh, from that Super Bowl kind of roster to the Trey Lance era. Fair enough. All right. Uh, last but not least, the Los Angeles Rams. I will take lead here. They are my division winner at 12 and five. I think Stafford is going to electrocute people in yeah. this offense. Bobby Trees, my favorite underrated receiver, Mr. Robert Woods. Uh, I love Cooper Cup, the slot machine himself. You got also, I love the Shoney Michelle pickup. I don't care what people are saying. Him, Henderson are a good one-two punch at running back, and that team is going to win a lot of games. Oh, they also have the best defensive lineman in probably the last 20 years, Aaron Donald. So, And a solid defense around him with Ramsey and the boys. So I think they're going to win that division outright easily. I think the Niners, in my opinion, will give them a run, but I think it is definitely the Rams division. I honestly think they can win more than 12 games, but I think this is my safe bet here. Yeah, I'll piggyback off that. I have them at 12-5 and five and division champions as well. Um, yeah, everything you said. I mean, that I that receiving core and, and golf, you know, were, were good, above average. And I think golf's fine, but – Let's be honest, Matt Stafford with a receiving core, it's something we really haven't seen. Even when he had Megatron, there was only maybe a year or two when he actually had like a good depth receiving core. Um, I agree. I like the Sony Michelle trade. Uh, you know, based on their situation, I think it's a solid trade. Uh, their defense is good. Obviously, you got AD, but um and Ramsey, they did lose a little depth uh in their secondary, so that that might ding them a little bit, but Again, I, I don't, I don't see, you know, um, Kyler or or Garoppolo or whoever fills in Sam Fran being being game buster, you know, throwing the ball. So, yeah, twelve and five. I think they're division champs, and, and I'm the same way with you. I wanted to go even higher, but it's like, all right, calm down. We haven't seen Stafford yet. This yeah, let's see him actually produce on right. offense. I still don't trust him a tight end. I, if they I like go, Hague, if, I like if they lose three like games, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be shocked. Samir, Los Angeles Rams. So, J.D., this is the fourth time in a row that we have the same answer. I have him at 12-5 and five also. Buddy, division we champions all have 12 also. And five. I know. But me and J.D. have been eerily it's similar. The NFC today. West, we are 100% locked in. But, okay. I mean, you guys have all covered the main topics. Um, I mean, there's not much else to say other than I think 
uh, Sean McVay is, you know, a better coach in the league. I think we all know that, but he's going to prove it this year and they're going to make a deep run. I love it. All right. Next up, the NFC South. All right. So I will take lead off here with the New Orleans Saints. Ooh. Give me a resounding nine and eight. They are yep. going to be, I also horribly to say this, but I think the opening this, what has happened in the last week is not going to help them whatsoever. I think they are a well, yeah. more well put together team than they were in 05 when Katrina hit. But I think this is also not going to help them on top of that. First new starting quarterback, James Winston. No, Mike Thomas, that whole situation. I don't care if Marcus Cowley's next Jerry Rice is not going to save that offense. Um, Alvin Kamara is still the best two-way running back in the league. I honestly would rather have him than McCaffrey because Kamara takes better care. It is just more durable. But they lost a lot on the defense, and I don't care. Cam Jordan can't play all 11 positions. So, uh, yeah, give me Saints 9-8. They're going to struggle. Welcome back to reality, Saints fans. Yeah, I have them at nine and eight too. The defense is going to win them a lot of games, and Kamara is going to win them a lot of games. That's it. That's what they have. I love what we've been saying. What the fuck about the NFC for the past like twenty minutes, and yet our all of our records are very on each other. I think well, it's because we all thought it through a lot. <laughs> I, I, I meant like, like right. in the fact that like it's going to be like I have so many eight, nine, nine, and eights. I feel like, but I, I, yeah. I, spoiler, I have eight and nine, so actually one less than you guys. Um, yeah, I think the Saints are going to struggle. Uh, I, I, and that being said, I, I do think Jameis is going to have a solid year. Oh, I, I think just he don't will think, too. I just don't think that defense can do much, and uh, it, it'll be it'll be tough. They'll score points, but that division's pretty tough. Um, yeah, eight and nine, not not much to say. You guys haven't covered. All righty, um, Atlanta Falcons. Samir, so um, you want to take this one, or JD, whoever wants it. Uh, I, yeah, the Falcons are bad and I have them at five and 12. Uh, I think they'll get in, they'll win some like fun little shootout games where Matt Ryan throws the ball and Ridley goes off. Um, but their defense sucks and it still sucks and they didn't make many changes. Pitts will be good because they have to throw a lot. They're going to be losing a lot. I agree as well. I think five (laughs) and 12 is a very solid record. They're going to have a top 10 pick this year and they're going to finally address the defense. Uh, Arthur Smith's going to realize uh, you need a running back to run his offense. Um, so don't be surprised if they go get a running back free agency here. I, um, yeah, Cal Pitt's going to put up numbers, but like they're going to only beat like bad teams. Yeah, I'm um, pretty close to you guys. Six and 11 for me. Um, I think they're going to win some games just in shootout. When you have a shootout offense, you can win games. Uh, just based on that given week, if the other team just quarterback isn't playing well or, or hurt or something. Um, again, I think they can be competitive with, with the Saints and Panthers at times too. But yeah, um, 6 and 11, pretty much everything you guys said. I, I do think Pitts is good. I, I do think they have, they've had good offenses there for a while. It hasn't been Matt Ryan. Everyone was like, we got to move on from Matt Ryan. I'm like, well, eventually, but. He's not like right it's now. It's the fact they haven't a solid running years. back since Michael Turner left. Yeah, but they still are scoring points. Uh, they're just doing it almost too fast sometimes. Uh, yeah, their defense is atrocious. But they'll win six games because 
Matt Ryan and Pitts and Ridley. All righty. Uh, Carolina Panthers. I'm going to take the lead of this one. I think they're going to be a sneaky 9-8 and eight team. Cool. I think they're going to win a lot of these weird games. Like, they're going to get one against the Saints. They're going to win both against the uh, Falcons. They're going to win some really odd games here. They're going to score a lot of points. I love Matt Rule. I think he's going to give Sam Bradford a breath of life. I love Robbie Anderson and McCaffrey, DJ Moore. I love this offense. I think they are built. Uh, the Terrence, uh, not Terrence Marshall. Who's the other one? They, they, who, they who's the receiver? Yeah, they've got Terrence Marshall. Terrence Marshall. I love Terrence Marshall. I am a bit. He was the guy I wanted if Philadelphia took corner first round because I, I saw this kid on tape. I'm like, okay, big receiver, but can run. Oh, that's a that's a good. I think Terrence Marshall is going to be a sleeper pick for rookie of the year. I won't pick him as a rookie of the year, but I'm going to say he's going to turn a lot of heads. So um, I love that receiving core. I think Matt, they they did address the defense a little bit with uh, in free agency and also with um, J.C. Horn. I think he's going to give him a little more stability at the corner position. I think they're going to they're not going to make the playoffs this year, but there's going to be a lot of promise, and it's going to earn Bradford a new contract. I mean, I'm up Bradford. Wow, it's going to earn. Um, Jesus. Darnold. Darnold. Wow. I mind blank for a second. It's going to earn Darnold a new contract and it's going to keep Matt Rule like on like the coaching God seat for a little bit. Yeah, I have them at seven and ten. I think they're a solid team. I just think it's like uh does the Joe Brady offense translate to the NFL? We'll see. Uh I think that's just gonna be a little bit of growing pains there, but they have great talent. So I think seven to ten, they're gonna have a year where it's like encouraging, a lot of close games, and they're like, all right, this team has potential. So like, I think Darnold will get his contract and whatever, uh, like what Jared's saying. But I just think I, I have lower expectations. Um, so you said like lose a lot of close games. That to me, the year you're talking about, you think they're gonna have was last year. I thought they were in a lot of really close games. They're my surprise. They team, were out they of really the were. NFC. I have them at 10 and seven. I think Darnold is going to have a little bit of some rejuvenance. Uh, I, I really like this offense all the way around. The offense is going to be great. We also haven't seen McCaffrey play a full season in like two years. I guess I'm banking on maybe we see that. Um, defense is solid, fine, not great. But I just, I just, something about the Panthers to me looked at, they have been so competitive the last like two years. And, and I think they upgraded at quarterback, maybe not a ton, but also. Like Darnold has been in one of the most dysfunctional situations we've seen in the last three years of football. I think Sam Darnold has a really good year. I think this offense is dangerous and the mixture of pass run allows him to control the clock. I like them at 10 and seven. I, they're kind of a surprise team. I have them as a playoff wild card this year. Panthers are the shocker in the playoff. All right. Uh, so now defending champs, Tampa Buccaneers. Uh, I'm going to go 14 and three. I think they're yeah. going to beat the doors off teams. They are one of, like, when I did the Eagles record, I did it game by game. They are one of the, I circled five games in the Eagles record. Where I was like, this is a loss. This was the biggest one. They're going to get smoked. Or at least they're, they're going to probably make it close because the Buccaneers always play down the competition the regular season. They don't really blow teams out. But yeah. the Buccaneers are going to win this game. They're going to go 14-3, and they're probably going to be an NFC, at least NFC championship game. I, I was talking to a Bucks fan today. He goes, I don't think we're repeating. And I'm like, why? And he goes, well, it just doesn't feel right. 
I think some team's going to catch us. We locked out with injuries, and it's going to be bullshit. But, you know, we got another title, so fuck it. You guys know what their record was in the regular season offhand last uh, year? 11 and 5, I believe. Yeah. They underperformed. Um, but I have them at 15 and 12. I think they're the best team in the league right now. They have all of their Probably starters. Double returning. the games? 15 and, oh, sorry, 15 and two. God, why did I say 12? Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I have them at 15 and two. They picked up some MAC teams on the yeah. schedule. Uh, well, you know, everyone wants to play with Brady before he goes. They're like, all right, fine, we'll get some money. But, you know, I just, they're returning literally every single one of their starters. They are the Super Bowl team, and they're just going to be the Super Bowl team again. Pretty much it. <laughs> all right, fair enough. JD, you- a little bit of coasting syndrome. I have them at 12 and five, winning the division. All right. Um, uh, you know, I, I same as last year, uh, they lost to like the Bears on like a Thursday and and some other things. Um, this any team given is Sunday, man. Any that's given it Sunday, it really is, and and that's a part of my Carolina thing. I think Carolina will split with them. Uh, I think they'll get got a few times. That being said, come playoff time, Brady and that team if they're healthy, who knows, man? That's that's always dangerous. All right, similar we, to last right, season. We all know we want to talk about the NFC East the most. So let's speedball the NFC North quick. Um, we'll do these rapid fire Chicago Bears, Samir. Uh, I think I have him at eight and nine or nine and eight. I have him at nine and eight. Uh, because I think Fields comes in and is good, JD. Uh, seven and ten. I think Fields comes in is good, but they have a brutal schedule and they're going to start out maybe one and four, oh, and five. Oh, I steered hard into this brutal schedule. I am giving them a solid six and 11. I think Fields is going to come in, but he's going to lose a lot of games because it doesn't matter how good that defense is, they just. Matt Nagy's a horrible coach. He's he's yep. he's gonna be the he's very be, bad. He, he'll be, be fired by week eleven. Perfect situation yeah. for the Bears. Fields is good. They don't win a lot of games though, and Matt, Matt Nagy's out. Perfect situation. Yeah, for the Bears. they hired Doug yeah. Peterson as the new head coach, and he drafts yeah. uh, offensive lineman in the first round. All right, because that is what Dougie does. All right, oh, Green Bay Packers. I'm gonna go first. Um, I think they're going to win a lot of games. They're going to score a lot of points. Uh, they basically have the same exact roster from last year, minus a piece here and there. Um, I think they're, but teams are going to prep better for them, I guess. So give me a solid, I'd say 12 and 5. I think they're going to be like the second best team in the NFC record wise. I think they're going to have like the tiebreaker over the Rams. So. Rogers, uh, MVP. I have Aaron 13, right. 13 and four. I think they're going to be really good. Um, Rogers is, is kind of on the FU tour. Um, and a lot of this also has to do with last week. Like I'm doing the schedules and trying to make it consistent. I had like a lot of those AFC teams losing the green Bay. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll just stick with it. Um, yeah. But it, in general, I just think, I just think uh, Rogers is really good. I actually think LaFour is a really a good coach and I think they kind of work together, which sucks that the rest of the organization can't get it figured out because I think in that locker room, they got something, but well, upstairs I mean, it sucks. So 13 and four, they're going to be good. It's, it's Ted Tom. It's Mark Murphy and um, Goons to Coons. I know like the locker room solid yeah. though. Yeah. I like the coaching staff. I like, I the, think all right. on there. Side, side pick where do you think Devonte Adams goes to free agency next year. Oh, uh oh, maybe the Saints if they get a quarterback. Dark horse, Las Vegas Raiders. His boy is Derek Carr. They played ball together oh, yeah. in college. Uh-huh. That's my dark horse. Where'd they play? Fresno State. Fresno State. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have the Packers at fourteen and three. 
I think they always do well in the regular season. They always put up numbers and they always win a bunch of games, even if they're not particularly the best team. I just and I think especially this year, and Rogers is gonna be like, it's it's to Auburn fans. It's the lick my balls tour. That's what it is. It's I'm better. Than Jesus, what is you? They're almost balls. unbeatable at home too. Late in the yeah. season. Yeah, they're only beatable if it's before November. Um, all right. We'll, we'll speedball these last two because we've been dogging it. Detroit Lions. Who are we biting kneecaps, boys? Oh yeah, we're biting four wins, boys. <laughs> wow. No balls have, here, Samir. I also have 13. I don't you think guys they, are I don't like the, I, don't, I don't like the coach. I don't like what they got going. I like golf. I hope he does well for golf's sake. Uh, but uh give suck. me a lot of close games and an eight and nine record. Oh fucking go! Right. I'm okay. all about Danny kneecaps. This is happening. I okay, so the biggest thing I've heard three things out of Lions Camp. One, the culture is completely changed. Like everybody's about Dan Campbell. He is ch- like it's 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 no longer doom and gloom. Him guys like Jamal Williams, they've come in, they've changed the culture immediately. They're the locker room, it's not depressing anymore. They want to be there. That's the first thing. The second thing is teams are going to play down to them. They always do in Detroit. I never get it. The Packers always play down to them. The Vikings always play down to them. They don't get blown out a lot. So give me the Lions to win a couple close games. Give me eight and nine. It's indoors. It's too comfortable. You get there, you get complacent. All right. I've been to Ford Field once. The free Giants-Vikings game. That's just a side tangent. But the free oh, Giants- my God. I was just going to talk about that. I was there. Like I, That's sweet. Yeah. I got a free. I when went the, for free. When the right, dome boys, I know collapsed. the NFC. I know the NFC is going to take up like twenty minutes. So let's try to get the last two out. Vikings eight and nine. Uh, Vikings seven and ten. Uh, I agree with my my former intern. Vikings seven and ten. I think that cousins Kellen Mond will get a start by week twelve. I just I cousins I think is done. I think Justin Jefferson is going to struggle as well because the team's going to roll over coverage on him, and Dalvin Cook's going to only get X amount of carries because they're going to be losing every fucking game. They're gonna be sure. in losing. They're gonna be in losing games. They're gonna have to come back and win a lot of them. So, all right, time for everyone's favorite division, the most entertaining division in football, oh, the baby. NFC Least. Oh, we're NFC go, Beast. Damn straight. All right, we're gonna go off, first off with the Hard Knocks boys themselves, Dallas Cowboys. I will lead this off. I am going to start them with a solid Jason Garrett eight and nine. I think they're gonna win a lot of games early. They are going to sh- they're going to score a shit ton of points. But folks, what is the day consistency with the Cowboys? They can't stop shit. Dallas will lose a lot of games because, including two, to the NFC East Championship. I'll reveal in a little bit because of one problem: they cannot stop the deep ball. They've struggled with it ever. Quant- um, Trayvon Diggs, the most overrated corner in, college- in pro football last year, all of his picks were like loft balls by Carson Wentz. So he should be paying Carson for his new paycheck. Um, JD, Dallas Cowgirls. I think this. I think this division is as competitive as last year. Slightly better, but still, no one separates as great. Um, but I have them as eight and nine as well. Again, uh, I think that's. I think third in the division. That's not important. Either way, I do think. That offense is incredible. They have some of the best weapons in the league, um, but the DAC, like, looming health just scares me. Like, don't tell me you're doing MRIs on his shoulder and everything's fine. It's and not And then Jerry fine. Jones is like, hey, he's, not starting, he's starting week one. I'm like, no, he's not, Jerry. Also, don't lie to us. Also, like, just kind of watching Hard Knocks, like, 
McCarthy is not the guy. He's there because he just sucks off Jerry Jones left and right and does exactly what he's told. Like a good old boy, that's a recipe for another average year for the Cowboys in non-playoffs. All righty. Because I know everyone's going to hear my explanation about another team, so we'll, we'll save them for last. Um, Giants. You want to talk Giants? I know we'll talk Giants. We'll talk Giants right now, actually. <laughs> Um, Samir, you got to do your well. Cowboys, by the way, right? hold on. I have the Cowboys at nine and eight. Yeah, okay. I have the Cowboys at nine and eight. I same like kind of middling. I just don't think like I think their offense will put up numbers for sure. That's I'm not gonna. I also that. think this, this, out this, there breaking this is the you. year. This is the break year for Zeke. Like I think this is the year he gets cut. I think by the end of the year, I don't know. I like Zeke this year. I actually I think really like Zeke. Yeah. I I will He's stay. I listen. Like like shape. like we're betting. Like we're doing bets. I am holding Zeke. Does not have a self. Zeke only I, runs for nine hundred yards this year. Um, I don't know, man. I, I actually, I, I kind of have the opposite take on that. I just, I, just I will bet on that bad. Can we do a JD and Samir versus Jared bet right here? All right. So you guys each pay me ten. I pay. I pay you guys each ten. You guys pay me twenty. All right, wait, but what is it? Nine hundred rushing yards? All right, how about all-purpose yards? All-purpose yeah, yards. All-purpose yards. Then we'll jump the bet to fourteen hundred. Over. I'll take the over on that. All right, we'll take that line. Samir, put in the Hall of Records. All right, Go. I'll take it. All right, Hall of Bets. All right, cool. All right, New York Football Giants. We'll let the Giants fan take center stage. Samir, the floor is yours. Uh, so I've been really pondering this. Uh, but I'm cautiously positive at 10 and seven. Here's why I was actually very high. I was like, okay, we could be a 12 and five team. Our defense is good enough. Yada, yada, yada. I don't know. I'm looking at the schedule and there's some toss ups. I think the saints game is a toss up. I think we could win the saints game. Uh, I think we're good enough too. Uh, but you know, there are obviously games that we just can't win and it depends on how we play in division. And obviously Daniel Jones, who hasn't looked. I, so I was, tilting on twitter you guys saw i was at 12 and 5 and then i watched daniel jones play on sunday uh well at least the first quarter and i went down to be like ah we're a six win team and then i saw that touchdown pass to end the half and i was like all right we'll you'll do 10 so i've landed in the happy medium of 10 we all know that like the team's good we've made a couple moves in the past days to bolster the offensive line which i like going into the year because i think that's our weakest point but other than that we're a decent team 10 to 7. I will go next. Um, this, this okay, so my the Giants were my NFC East pick from February 1st until this morning. I watched while I was, you know, using the facilities at work and then on the way home and everything else. I watched a little tape on their offensive line. I am the biggest believer that your offensive line dictates how your record is going to look. I don't care how good your defense is, how many weapons you got. If you can't block anything, it's not going to matter. I also am not a fan of Joe Judge. To preface this. That I I can't believe. I also don't trust Daniel Jones. I Okay, so uh, preface this. A Chargers fan I met uh, a couple weeks ago. He's, he's, He's dating one of my good friends from my childhood. Kids from New Zealand. Watches football every Sunday. He's like religious about it. He says to me, I said, what do you think of Daniel Jones? I've been racking my brain about this for a week. And he goes, dude looks empty when he's trying to read a defense up top. Mike, I couldn't have said it better myself. The New York football giants are going to have a collapsed season where they will finish with the same record they finished last year, minus one plus one loss. 
six and 11 for the New York football giants last place. I think they're going to be the most competitive last place team in football when it comes to point differential. But the problem is I think late turnovers, I think instability offensive line and the suspect health of their running back main receiver hands of their tight ends. And I don't trust their number two corner. Oh, I, okay, but so when you say Saquon's injury prone, it's like, okay, sure, you I, can no, say I'm that. Saying he's injury, but he had I'm a high ankle sprain in ACL I'm not tear. saying he's injury like, prone. I'm just saying I don't, I'm don't. i worried about the guy's health. He just got cleared a week ago. Sure. He might That's not play all I'm saying. One. He's probably Listen, not going. He is my best running back on my fantasy team. I hope he plays the entire fucking season because I got money right in that league. But here's the thing. is like I am also a realistic football, a football analyst. The Giants, something feels wrong to me, and not in a good way. Like as, like as a like, oh damn, my Eagles are fucked kind of way. As in, oh damn, I feel bad for Giants fans. This may get ugly, because it's not. I think you guys have a very talented roster. Your defense scares the shit out of me. Your pro- the problem is, is that your number two corner, your opposite in your edge rushers. I'm like, eh, you can't rush the pass. Yeah, the edge rushers are weak. Yeah, sure, that's sure. the problem. The, the, you went in my in my personal opinion. There's three things that win football games: O line play, quarterback play, and pass rushers. That's how you win football games. That's how teams have done it for the past 20 years. And I'm going to say this right now: there's three things the Giants struggle with. That's why I will not pick them to win this division. I have them, say, I have them at exactly six and eleven. I think they're going to be the funnest six and eleven team to watch. Okay. Uh, I'm in between you guys. Uh, I have them at nine and eight. And it sure. on paper, they are the best team in the division. I, I honestly believe that. I don't trust Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is not the starter next year. Um, I think we'll see a lot of the same out of Daniel Jones moments, but at some point it's like, dude, you can't turn the ball over. He doesn't have a great old line. Um, so the Saquon health thing, I, 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 it's part of my reason because I do think he's going to start slow. And the offensive line's not great, and I do think he's going to start slow. Um, like you said, like he might not even play week one. It, they've been like pretty quiet about his injury, and let's be honest, if you're coming off an ACL tear and you're looking great, like OBJ, like they can't stop talking about how good OBJ looks in camp. True, they're not. That's doing why I've been raving about Saquon. the Bronx offense. I think they're going right. to kill it with OBJ. They're, they're not doing that with Saquon, and it scares the shit out of me. And as much as I hate to admit, admit it, Jared's when he's talking about something doesn't feel right. I agree, something doesn't feel right. With all this stuff in camp, and I've argued on this show that it really hasn't mattered a ton, but there's almost so much of that with the Saquon injury. I don't love some of the signings. Um, you know, we'll see Galladay. On paper, they they, they have either the best or, or right after Washington, the best defense in the league. You could argue probably – or not league, sorry. Division, you could argue both those teams have really, really good defenses. And then – you could probably argue uh, behind the Cowboys that they, on paper, they have the best offense. I just don't trust Daniel Jones. I think they're nine and eight, and it kind of hurts to say because I kind of thought this would be a bounce back year, and it, and it would be, I guess, to an extent. Like I don't think that's a terrible. Yeah. That's not. That's not terrible. I don't. As a Giants fan, I wouldn't hate that the direction. I was going to say I wouldn't hate that, that as a direction of the team if it shows us if we're nine and eight and you can see our glaring flaws. And it's like, all right, Daniel Jones ain't it, and we can get freaking what's his face out of Dave Gettleman out of the organization, please. God, he's stop. God, I pray for Giants fans. Out of the organization, I pray for Giants fans. Dave Gettleman may be the worst. Nine and eight. Dave Gettleman's fired. We won the Super Bowl. 
Dave Gettleman legitimately true. makes me thank God for Howie Roseman. That's saying something. All right. Let's do the football team. Bang us out quick. I have them at nine and eight. And actually, no, no, scratch that. I have them at 10 and seven. I think they are going to be competitive down to the very last minute for this division. They may win it because that pass rush is goddamn terrifying. Their secondary the is good. Their linebackers are athletic. Their offense scores points. They have this, they have arguably one of the more explosive running backs in the league in Antonio Gibson. I love the receiving core. The one position that scares me, what a coincidence, is it's like a division thing here. It's their fucking quarterback position. Do I trust Fitz Tragic to last the entire year before he goes on a tailspin? And do I trust Heineke to run the offense if he goes on a tailspin? I still think that defense wins them 10 games, though. 9, 10 games. Easy. I will piggyback off that. I have them at 10 and 7, and for me, that's division champions. Um, I think they're going to win the division. I think they have the best defense in the division and one of the best defenses in the league. This defensive line is scary. That's game-wrecking. Game-wrecking defensive line. That'll win them two or two games, two or three games off of a strip sack, fumble, game-changing play. Um, that defense is is solid. I really like their defense. And I'm actually going on the Fist Magic train. I actually think he might be the perfect quarterback for this team. Uh, solid running game. Um, I like uh, the addition of Curtis Samuel. Uh, with Terry McLaurin, um, some Buckeye boys there. Uh, it, it pains me to say it, but I got I have the Washington football team beating the Giants for division champion at ten and seven. Samir, I have I'm, I guess I'm the highest, and I have them eleven and six. I'm Ooh. also yeah, I'm on the. That was my ma- record for them originally, but then I looked at one or two. I always knew they were my division champ. I just I flipped. I think on they'll it. lose a lot of other games. I still they're don't think this division. They're my great. coin flip division. They're like I haven't picked my division champ yet. They're my coin flip team. Like honestly in the coin flips they won. Let's be but, honest, the division is still not great. Oh, no 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 no. But I think like, this I division this coming. division got back up to mediocrity this year cuz everyone yeah, it'll be it'll be competitive mediocre. Oh yeah no. As we're going to competitive bad other last divisions year. this year. Like we won't have the worst division record. I think that belongs to the South. I think the South and the NFC will lose the most games this year. Sorry Samir, we cut you off. Hit us. Go Samir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just really like Fitzpatrick. I think he's just, I think he's just gonna run and gun and have fun, and the team's gonna have a good energy, and the defense can like stabilize what Fitzpatrick brings to the table if he throws a couple picks. I think. All right. Let's. Well, it's, uh, it's, uh, you guys can shut on my Eagles for thirty seconds before I go on my rant, and then we gotta shut off because my computer is literally about to fry itself internally. So, I, I think it just doesn't like Streamyard. But all right, JD Eagles, how bad? Dude, I, I gotta admit, I, like I don't mean to. I don't want this to be the first take. I'm just taking the opposite take of you for the sake of argument. I don't get your hype on the Eagles. I don't. I have them at five and twelve. I have them not good this year. I really don't think Hurts is the end. I think Hurts is fine. I just like you're gonna be in a Daniel Jones spot in a couple of years with right. Hurts. I just do. Just I, five and twelve. I, I'm sorry. I just don't think they're very good. You're just good. don't think they're a good team. All right, Samir, get get it out. Yep, uh, I have six and eleven. So we're the opposite on Eagles Giants, which is fine. I get, which is I guess what you sh- would expect. I don't know. I'm not. I I, I agree. With, I just don't think the defense has made enough strides to become a great team. I know that they are. They have some good veterans on there, and I know the secondary has gotten slightly better, but I don't think it's enough to win a bunch of even division games. I think the offense and every, I think you could win a game against the giants just because our offense isn't as great, but against teams with better offensive against 
the Washington and against the Cowboys are going to eat you guys up, I think. And I don't know if Hurts can keep up. All right. And, you know. JD, should I just get to it now or should I wait a couple seconds? Go ahead. Just do it. Do it. it. <laughs> All right. First off, so I thought secondary. We went and got Steven Nelson as a good number two corner for Darius Slay and Anthony. Um, oh, God. Here oh, the safety from the Vikings, whose name escapes me right now. Um, oh, God. What is his name right now? Shit. Guy with dreads. Number th- 28. God, I can't remember his fucking name right now. Either way. Insert great say- guy here. Yeah, okay, He's whatever. that good. Yeah, okay. So, the Vikings. We improved our second. We also got Eric Wilson and Alex Singleton back at linebacker. Plus, our defensive line for the first time in four years is healthy. That has never happened. Usually, one of our guys is injured by now. Offensive line is healthy. Give it On top of that, a good, young, explosive wide receiver core with a lot to prove and a lot of doubters, uh, especially a certain number 18 who got shit on for the entire year because of Justin Jefferson. So I think on top of that, you also have a running back who's been called drop-prone, Miles Sanders. Kenneth Ga- Kenny Gall- Kenny- Kenny Gall- oh, what is his name? Kenneth Gainwell. Gall- G- Gainwell. Jesus Christ, so many Galloways and Gainwells. Kenny Gainwell, explosive number two back for us. I mean, these are household names. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> big play, Miles Sanders, and, of course, the QB himself. A guy who has never fit more Philadelphia culture than since McNabb. This guy literally fits the Eagles culture. He is a worker. This dude has been passed up twice in his college career and pro career already. He is hungry to prove that he is the reason we let Carson go. The Eagles, I looked at their schedule. Guys, not to bring to you, they have the easiest schedule in the NFL this year. Their average record rank is like below five, below 500. That's great. On top of that, their bye weeks come at great. Their bye week comes at a great point, too. They're going to lose guaranteed games to the Chiefs, Buccaneers, and about after that, everything is a coin flip depending on where they play. Give me the fill of the Eagles at a tiebreaker 10 and 7 over the Washington football team getting the fourth seed in the playoffs. I think this team is going to surprise people because their offense won. Ross Tucker came on McAfee the other day and said, clearly, he said, I've never been around a team like this where the players believe in their first year coach. The hype around Sirianni, it's weird. I didn't get it at first. I wasn't a fan, but they they like him. Sanders, Hurts, Smith, they're all buying in. I am for it. This defense is underappreciated, undervalued, and they have a lot of veteran leadership, which is what you need on the defense, especially with the young offense. Give me this team to win 10 games, possibly even get a sneaky win in the playoffs. That is my that is my Eagles playoff prediction. I They, they are not going to win the Super Bowl. In a logical perspective, they are not going to win the Super Bowl. But this team has a lot of fight in them. I am excited for this season, and they're going to score points, and they're going to stop teams. It's going to surprise a lot of people. Good to I know honestly, there's some logic. Okay, so listen. Before the Steven Nelson um, tra- signing, I had them at 9-8. and eight. Before how well they performed – actually, no. Before Steven Nelson – this is pre-training here. Before Steven Nelson, I had them at a solid – Seven and ten. That was my honest to God in my hard pain. I said ten. And having a number two cornerback to go with Slay bumped him up to eight, nine, nine, and eight for me. Then on top of that, I saw how good some of these new guys like Quez Watkins, Zach McPherson, um, and um, 
God, there's third round pick whose name's escaping me right now. Taron Jackson, the sixth round pick out of um, Coastal Carolina as well. They have a lot of guys who like really overperformed in camp. And then I saw Jalen Hurts play in the joint practice. I was like, oh, that's not the Jalen Hurts I remember from last year. There is reason behind my madness. You guys may doubt it now, but in and we seven, do in 18 weeks when I, I'll, I'll be sipping a beer and laughing because I seriously think this team has is dangerous. I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl, but I think they're going to they're going to fuck some teams up. It's going to be a little scary because can, can we make a bet? I bet they win less than eight games. Okay, they win eight or I think, you win. I think we already made that bet. We already have a Giants bet. But I, okay. I don't think – if they hit eight games, you win. Okay. So 20 bucks on it right now. Uh, so let's Mary, go 10. I, we have a lot out there. I'll throw 20. There's Samir, a lot out there. Right, it's it's, right, it's in the record. Samir, Samir. Yep. I had a job interview today. Hopefully I'll have hall hall bets. That is our right, NFC preview, there. folks, with a, with a nice little uh, ode to Rocky right there. That's Billy Conti get a fly now. It was a nice touch. Yeah. Listen, it was nice. there is nobody who's got the flair for the dramatic. Listen, there is no team I love more in the world than the Philadelphia Eagles. I love my Hurricanes so much. I love, but there is nothing I love more than my Philadelphia Eagles. Like I am going to my first Eagles game at the link in December after the bye week against Washington. That game is going to be electric because both teams are going to be in the playoff hunt right there at that point. I am ecstatic. And the Eagles under in the last like seven years have had like one of the best records in December and I'm ec- ecstatic for it. Except for last year, last year doesn't count. We were throwing games. Um, yeah, you were, you were definitely throwing games. I think we threw more games than just Washington. I think we threw the Dallas game, by the way, threw more games than Hertz had touchdowns. Mm, Kurt had <laughs> six. So I don't think we threw six I'm games. Yeah. I know. I, I seriously think Peterson threw the Dallas game. I think he did. His the play calling changed the second that touchdown to Jackson happened. But ladies and gentlemen, my laptop's about to overheat and I really need to go eat something because I'm exhausted. Um, but thank you again to Garage Beers is Michael Keith. Go check them oh, yeah. out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and as well on iTunes and Spotify and our Heart Radio, wherever you listen to your podcast. This, of course, is the Corner Booth Pod. We'll be back Thursday with special guests for the live stream, Mr. Johnny Maserati. And our first ever of the 2021 season six back. Awesome. Let's good go. Time. Oh my God. The competition. And, and some Ohio state freaking football. God, <laughs> I'm actually excited to watch that game. Oh, I got chills. Jeannie, I'm actually like excited mm. to watch that game. I am going to actually like turn that game on and be excited. And you the best be. part is boys, my vacation starts a week from Thursday night. I'm like, by the way, I'm not missing a day here. We're recording a live episode from Martha's Vineyard and a recorded oh. episode from Martha's Vineyard, which Kevin might be in studio because he's coming with me. So it's like, that's going to be, Let's it's going to be Kevin a good time. There. Oh yeah. It's going to be a good time. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Boys and girls, that wraps it up today. I'm Jared. That's Samir. No last call today. No intern rant. JD, I think you need to come over your segment too. But I'm Jared. Them's the sidekicks. We will catch you guys on Thursday. Podcast and Chill returns, by the way, week two of the NFL season. Peace out. Peace. Go Peace Bucks. Your pick.
Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network.